0: Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am a part-time animated racist character and full-time Sith Lord. And with me, as always, is my good friend, and Padawan learner, Andrew Patterson.
1: Hello, I already see what you're doing. Do you? And I'm not going to take the bait. (laughs)
0: Um, But we are also joined for this very special episode by some friends of ours. Uh, Why don't you guys introduce yourselves so that everyone knows who's speaking when they speak? Because there's a lot of us today. Not all at once.
2: (laughs) Hi, it's Nimit. How are you guys doing? (laughs) (laughs)
0: You gotta love it, All Star Nimit Nimit. Um <laughs> that's it.
1: Nimit Nimit. <laughs> I was trying to
0: give him a nickname and I couldn't <laughs> couldn't think of one off the hop. There. Nims
3: Nimnam
2: Nini Nini
3: Nini.
0: I like that one. We'll go on.
3: All right, next. Um, uh, I'm Bennett Slater. Uh, that's it. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey
4: everyone, I'm Vanessa.
1: Okay, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple couple alumni. <laughs> couple alumni and, um, and a new face.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so, just as a as a quick kind of um intro, we have uh a good friend Nini over here who so, is a comic book cover artist and for various various releases. Yeah. Oh, and interiors? Yeah.
1: Yeah. art
3: pigeonhole him.
0: Oh, in my mind, all I can think of is professional illustrator Thespian. No. Uh fable covers so um and then of course we have the fantastic oil painter bennett slater
3: i was wondering what you were gonna say i was like i don't even know what i do yeah, <laughs> yeah i guess it's that
0: yeah you know when you're when you're not um trolling the internet to gang up on people <laughs> who steal t- your art <laughs> um yeah and of course uh new to the party rebecca Vanessa, who is also. (laughs) Vanessa joined the party. Yeah. Who is also (laughs) the uh, host of a podcast that is just about to be released called The Crystal Ballroom. Where where are your cards? Where are your tarot cards? They're in my bag. Are they actually? No, I didn't bring them today. Okay, maybe next time. So we'll talk about that at, at the end of the show, but for right now. This special episode, we are gathered here today (laughs) to discuss um, the merits of the two newest Star Wars films, Rogue One and Episode Seven. I don't even know how to begin because in my mind, neither of them are hidden, but they are both gems.
1: Here's something that I think maybe this should be established at the end when we're all uh, sweaty and tired from... Just screaming. At Exhaustion. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe, maybe you can speak to this, but I'd also like to say to anybody listening that I feel like we all love, or at least like, Star Wars. I consider myself... Well, okay, so hold on.
0: Most of us <laughs> around this table are very well-versed in, okay, yeah. in the Star Wars universe, but one of us has just watched all of the Star Wars films... For the first time in the last couple weeks, Bennett. Yeah, Yeah,
4: (laughs) across two weeks, pretty much. Hmm.
0: That is a very short period for a lot of movies.
1: We're gonna get a lot of. uh, (laughs) I feel like there's like a really good spectrum seated at this table in in terms of opinions on these. So it's not just gonna be like black and white, like these are stupid for these reasons, or this is good for these reasons. So I'm really interested to see how that plays out, but. I think the reason that we can even have this type of thing is because normally when we have these conversations outside of the, the boundaries of this podcast, uh, it comes from a place of p- like passion, you know, like yeah. it's not like, like for me, whether you, the, the movies we're about to discuss, whether you, you love them or you hate them is all based around the fact that you love Star Wars. And that's why we're talking about these movies specifically is because at least among the people seated here and among our circles of friends, there was a pretty clear division, which in some cases I felt pretty much on just on one side, maybe a lone gunman. But anyway, I just, you know, so... Hmm. uh, Let's not let any feelings get hurt, and uh, let's, <laughs> keep <it laughs> let's, keep let's keep it clean. keep it above the waist here. Where are we going to start? Well,
0: before we get into it, I just want to just throw this out there, and then we'll start talking about the new ones. But I, in preparation for this, rewatched the the prequel trilogy, and Phantom Menace is my favorite of the three. Let me just put that out there right now. I didn't think so. I thought I hated it most of all. But it turns out- Interesting. No. It is actually the best one of the three. <laughs> Hmm. And we might get into that later. But let's start. <laughs> let's start. We will get into it later can you probably. you feel my eyes on, on you right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. For, for various reasons. But let's start with episode seven. Let's just get a reading around the room of how everyone felt about episode seven before we we really like deep dive into it. I, in context of everything else, timelines and all of that really liked episode seven upon multiple rewatchings i find myself liking it less and less but my first viewing of it i i fucking loved it so cool yeah
1: you yeah. guys Nimit?
2: uh the things we do for love koji <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> having to endure this one again uh i was not a fan
0: from from from, from the hop yeah did not like him. well okay. i mean it's
2: like i i walk in with a very low bar of expectation i'm like i just want to be entertained well and, Interesting. and it, it didn't meet that
3: bar no we're gonna have Shit. to come even. back to that I yeah think. yeah uh well i'm biased because i'm best friends with jj abrams <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh, i forgot about that yeah. yeah so um jj if you're listening What's up?
0: You're painting him a portrait, right? Self portrait oh. of you standing beside him. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, just the photo of him and I that I painted and send him. I keep sending him mail. I think it's getting lost. Um, yeah, I mean, I was entertained by both when I. I guess we're starting with just Force Awakens. Yeah, I was entertained the first time I saw it. I think I'm same as you uh, on repeat viewings. There are like the the holes become more and more evident, apparent, yeah. but like it's good fun. Right, right, right. Shrug.
4: <laughs> so I watched the films in more or less release order. I actually watched Rogue One first in theaters, more and or then like, oh, okay, That's and like, then more went back last release order. Yeah, <laughs> so I watched Rogue One and then went back and started from Episode Three and then worked my way through. So interesting. Episode Seven was the last one I watched, mm. and I was saying this to Koji earlier. I think if I had seen it first. I would have actually really liked it as just a piece of entertainment. Hmm. Um, But seeing it in context of the rest of the series, I thought it was an okay movie and a bad Star Wars movie.
1: Fascinating. May I ask what, who, was there an outside influence that led you to watch them in release order instead of sequential order?
4: Specifically, no. Um,
1: Or machete order? Yeah.
4: I, I think I watched it that way just because my nature mm. is sort of as a sort of complete completionist type. Mm. It made sense for me to watch it in release order. Um, and also generally <clears throat> on the internet, I'd kind of seen that- people say like having their opinion one way or another. Yeah. I don't know if that consciously swayed me, but I have read those opinions before.
1: Because I think that you touched on in saying that a very important point about if you're talking about the core movies leading up to seven, especially is that like, um, having a conversation the other day about that order mm-hmm. with somebody who's not on the show that was like, Oh, well, I hope you watch them in release order. And I'm like, but like, if you've never seen any of the movies, you know, you're saying that from a position where you think that it's going to protect the series. If somebody watches it, is that he spe- who shall not be named? It is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we are in our second year, still not on the show. Yeah, ne- we'll never be on the show. Um, but Fuck anyway, you, I mean, I'm not saying that that's kidding. like a what wrong idea. opinion to have. It was just like interesting to me that it it kind of was like this sort of like, you know, people feel very attached. I think that have that grew up with Star Wars to those original films and are kind of like, oh, I don't want them to see one, two, three first because there's a danger that either they'll think all of Star Wars is stupid or that they maybe even more of an uh, like a rare occurrence would be that they would like. One, two, and three, and then by the time they got to four, five, and six, like it wouldn't have the same. Anyway, or maybe they love it even
0: more because it progressively gets better and better, except for two and
1: three. Could be. Um, My feeling was that I was very disappointed. (laughs) Um, I I was very, I was upset, is how I would describe my feeling after seeing Force Awakens. I saw it the first time I saw it was the Thursday. Excuse me, before it released, I uh, had a friend that had gotten like a, a group like a bunch of tickets, basically, right when they went on sale. Yeah. None of those people were people that I regularly see movies with, and also, you know, with the exception of maybe one of them, is a group of like six or seven people. I wouldn't really consider them like nerds. Like, they weren't like... St- they were just like, oh, this is a cool event. Like, this is something cool to go see, but it wasn't like they were obsessed with Star Wars. So I saw it the first time, and I was pretty disappointed. Then I saw it a second time shortly after that, and my disappointment was taken out of the equation because now I was just like watching the movie for little fan details. And then the third time I watched it with my dad and I was just like, okay, yeah. But Star I, Wars movie.
0: I, I think that like watching them in release order or experiencing them in release order, not just watching them, but like in the amount of time in between all the films mm-hmm. and like all of that Episode 7 is kind of like a re- return to the swashbuckling space adventure instead of like you know yeah. fucking That
1: was the yeah, that was the main reason I didn't like it. But compared to the other 6, there yeah. are 3 of those
0: 50% of them are worse than this film. Are we do we agree on that? No. Wow! That's so crazy. Okay, here, That's so crazy.
1: So the So the reason, my reasoning for, like the reason that I felt immediately after seeing Seven, after I saw Force Awakens, what I was disappointed in was not as many people seem to think, the, had, it had nothing to do with the plot, like the cyclical nature of things. It had nothing to do with the Star Warsiness or the so-called lizard brain centers that we were talking about like a year ago where it was right. like, oh, it hit all the like Star Wars. What bothered me about it was that... Um, Outside of the context of the film, leading up to the release of it, um, I did have expectations, and those expectations were put in place based on the fact that after one, two, and three, when people were kind of universally panned those movies, you know, fans were like, "Oh, they're they're Star Wars, so I like them, but they're so bad." And there's, these are the reasons why they're so bad. Right? They're like, "Okay, well let's let's kind of put a bit of a leash on George Lucas." You know, we're going to put somebody who we're gonna we're just basically gonna. Marvel Cinematic Universe this. We're going to define the canon. We're going to go into it fresh. We're going to, like, introduce it for new fans and stuff. And then, so I guess going into it, my expectation was of a... Uh, if you if you think of... The way that I look at it is J.J. J. Abrams, like, rebooting Star Trek was like taking Star Trek maybe down from the level of sophistication that it was at prior, where it was less about exotic, like monster aliens and like adventure and more about politics and like, you know, a little like themes that were a little bit more sophisticated generally. Right. And so a lot of Star Trek nerds, like a lot of Trekkies were like, ah, J.J. Abrams rebooting Star Trek, like fucking, you know, like he took out all the things that were good about it. Star Wars to me, which is why I gravitated towards it as a child, was like the opposite of Star Trek where it was more about all of those elements. So what I was hoping would happen is with J.J. Abrams at the helm, And all of these other elements that they were putting in place, like, oh, we're going to use practical effects, we're going to do this, we want it to be true to the originals, but we're going to do some things differently, was that he would bring Star Wars up to a slightly more sophisticated level, the same way that he brought Star Trek down, you know, to the sort of median that's somewhere in between. Because when I rewatch the old movies, there's like the nostalgia there, but in the acting and the dialogue and just there's something that I guess even when I was a kid playing with like toys or playing video games I liked things that existed outside of that core very basic (coughs) black and white good and evil storyline right so I went into Force Awakens expecting that I I went being like oh this is going to be wicked it's going to be like I've seen the preview I've seen the first order like I'm interested to know like all of the sort of political machination like all this stuff that's going on and I went in and it was just sort of devoid of like anything except for they like stripped it to only swashbuckling. Like to me, the film was basically just John Boyega and um, is like Finn and Ray running through a film where everybody acts the way that Han Solo acted in the original movies and kind of not even doing a very good job of it. Like, you know, physical like gag and like really slapstick and people constantly going like, huh? What? Like through the whole thing. And the only person in it that I was like, that makes sense was Han Solo. He was, like, the least Han Solo person because he was the only, like, actor that seemed to be like, yo, shit's happened to me. And I'm like, I'll still crack the odd joke, but, like, I'm kind of fucked up now, and I'm, like, old and grizzled. And so that was, like, one of the few redeeming qualities was that I was like, oh, he's, like, the only character, ironically, not acting like a Han Solo. And it just was like... But it almost sounds
0: like you're saying four, five, and six don't hold up.
1: Yeah. I am saying that. All right. Um, and that, that's the thing is that I keep that separate from like, I still love them. It doesn't like decrease my, like in my head, I'm still obsessed with star Wars, but yeah, like but
0: you love them in a way that somebody who listened to corn in like the early 2000s is like, yeah, that album was pretty good.
1: Right. Well, yeah, I just like, like I said, when I rewatched one, two, three, four, five, six to prepare for force awakens, yeah. I was rewatching them and like, without that, like watching them, not in release order, but in sequential order, when I got to four five and six, crammed into such a small time i was like you know there's a lot of reasons that people hated one two and three and i just saw a lot of those qualities in four five and six watching them that close together wow
4: well i four five and six especially four and then it sort of gets a bit less as it goes on but they definitely feel like earlier works they feel Mm -hmm. like someone who has less experience than someone i'm not saying they're better or worse for this reason but they Mm. feel like younger works than one two and three did for sure Mm
2: -hmm. yeah Uh,
1: i mean you could take into account that they were groundbreaking at the time but like for the sake of this argument where we're talking about the new ones and sort of contextually with the other ones yeah like i'm not considering that like yeah i completely agree they were groundbreaking but that's not what i'm I'm talking about how all these movies compare right now when i
0: watch them hold on quick poll does four five and six hold up for anyone here
3: yeah best of the three or best of the whatever amount there are. Right, movies. but
0: but you still enjoy them to this day. Oh yeah, I watched, not, not I, just based... I watched
3: A New Hope the other day. I watched Rogue One, Force Awakens, and A New Hope yeah. in the last like two weeks. Easily, A New Hope is the best one of any
0: of them. And not just based on nostalgia?
3: No, no, no. I, you, I'm able to separate like, oh, I love the Ninja Turtles as a kid. I can go back and watch the Ninja Turtles cartoon and it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. But like I loved it as a kid and like I you know I'll always have those memories but like I'm free to just say something is terrible if it's doesn't hold up.
0: And how do you think that compares to 7?
3: Uh 7 tries to recapture a lot of what it was. Like you can tell that there was a conscious effort to uh hit all of the well what made a new hope specifically because it's like a soft reboot of a new hope basically. Right. Like what made those movies fun? Like why and so you say like the swashbuckling and like the like Star Trek being sci-fi like science fiction, Star Wars has always been compared as the other end of the spectrum. It's like space fantasy, Mm -hmm. and so like all of that sort of like mysticism and magic and lore and all that kind of stuff. Like they tried to. Like you say that it's shallow and that it doesn't like go deep enough. Like it's very surface level, um, Star Wars like you know like the first order and stuff like you were hoping for depth with all those things and they just sort of like introduce them and it's kind of flat Mm. but i think the same is to be said of a new hope and then you watch empire and they add so much more like stakes so much more lore so much more like every character is like conflicted now Mm -hmm. and so like you know same with like you know the dark knight and batman begins like it's The first movie is sort of you're tied to the structural narrative. You have to introduce all these things. Second movie is sort of like where my hope is that it's going to be a little bit less. So you're
4: excusing what is a not good movie, you know, theoretically saying. You're saying that it's okay for a movie to be bad because you know it's going to be a trilogy. Oh, no, no, no. You're banking on it getting better.
3: Oh, no, not at all. No, sorry.
4: That's sort of like a...
3: Oh, no, no, not at all. No, I was I was just defending that when he said it was, like, really shallow and surface value. And yeah. I was like, yeah, it is. But, I mean, like, so was the original Star Wars. And then it, like, got... Like, more lore was injected. So I was just sort of speaking to his, like... Well, there wasn't enough kind of, like, depth in the characters and stuff. And it's like, yeah, well, that's Star Wars. Like, but for- Luke Skywalker's not a deep character until you, like, you've spent three movies with him and now he's deep. So if you're expecting whatever Rey... To have the depth of Luke Skywalker, she won't in the first movie.
0: Can you talk into the top of your microphone? Oh, like? yeah, sorry. My,
1: like, more, more. <laughs> See, the dog. <laughs> more, more but, but like, more, in, like, interestingly, is like that, what you just said is like, I agree completely. And that's what I've been trying to say is that for me, the like sophistication overall of Star Wars, whether it's they introduce one thing and then like build it up over three movies, like when I watch one, two, three, and then four, five, six, and then you know. Force Awakens. I see, like, now, despite all the things I love about it, this sort of like flat th- that same thing. Like, I'm like, yeah, Force Awakens is a lot like a New Hope in those ways, and in my opinion, a New Hope and Force Awakens are a lot like Phantom Menace in those ways, where it's not even that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, I just here's, here's, here's what I hear when you say that is like, oh, this movie, this new movie, is a lot like this old movie that you that. I really liked. Mm-hmm. Right? So like, yeah. Good. So getting, ba- so getting yeah. back to my point good. of like yeah. them hitting all it. the
3: things that made Star Wars, Star Wars, that's yeah. what they like. It's very obvious that they tried to do that. Yeah. Is to hit like, okay, what, what did people hate about the prequel movies? Yeah. Let's not have those. Right. What did people love about the original trilogy? Let's have those. And it seems like it, it is very calculated. Like I mean, it's, it's kind a of fan
0: service is, is what it is. Yeah. yeah.
3: Like it's, it's not a, an original story that somebody like had to tell this, like, great tale that they've been sitting on for 20 years like it's very much a calculated effort to sort of like you know hit the different marks of all the like failures and successes of all the star wars movies to sort of appease as many people as possible for sure and so that's it's but that sort wasn't of
4: done for storytelling purposes it was oh, done no. for marketing purposes and exactly. that's a big difference it, oh yeah for well, sure you can have it simple is a product story for that, sure that builds Versus having a story that's simple for the sake of being digestible.
3: Right. So, like, Mad Max Fury Road is simple in that it almost has no story. It's just very well executed. You know the characters' names. And then, like, from beginning to end, it's, like, an entertaining. This movie strives for that sort of thing. And you're right. Like, it is very much a product. So... Sorry, go ahead. Finish. Like, made to appeal to everybody. A delicious, get, delicious get as many people, get as many people on board, like, new faces on board. Like, yeah. we're no longer, like, the standard bearers for Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans, if you've ever gone into a Disney store, are 13-year-old kids yeah. who dress up like Rey for Halloween. Like, those are the new fans yeah. that Disney is making their movies for but those now. those
1: things.
4: those kids were also watching, like, the Clone Wars yeah. show, which... I mean, I've haven't seen the whole series, but I've seen clips, and I would argue that show is better written and is a a better so, product than episode seven. I was. see
0: Nimit. Yeah, nodding his head with a lot of these things, but not but, in. But, but not
1: nodding his lips. I have <laughs> two <laughs> quick questions, yeah. which we can then I will pose a question to Nimit. But so the the first thing is that one thing that. I mean, it it bugs me a little bit because it is used a lot, uh, especially when something is with like comic book movies or something like Star Wars or something like Jurassic Park or any of these things. When people say that, like always with the fucking Jurassic Jurassic Park, or even Ninja Turtles, like the idea that it that we want to bring new fans on board, so we have to do it this way. Like, I don't think there has ever been. You could still have something good that has the qualities that are la- like, it's but wait, not wait, an excuse that, for that the qualities that are That statement just lacking.
0: assumes that
1: episode seven isn't good. I think it's good. Okay, sure. I understand that. I'm just saying like when people are like, oh, well, it was done for these reasons or like marketing reasons, like sure. Like I'm not saying that that's not a thing, but like there are still examples I think. And Disney, I think frequently throughout the history of Disney has proven that they can make fantastic films that are, Completely sound from like a story and like an execution perspective that if if not do the same, do better business from a merchandising perspective and still, you know, still hit all the spots, appeal to the audiences. You
0: know what, though? I think some of it is based on fear, right? There's, of course it is. There, that's there,
1: that's they, not good, though. If If this was
0: also... Okay. From my perspective, if this movie had come out and been received like Phantom Menace or any of the prequel movies... It's the Star Wars collective
1: fan universe would have lost their minds. Okay, so it, that is perfect to lead into my follow up question. As you said, that you think that it was mostly fan service, but one thing, the one th- main thing that I was arguing is when people were like defending Force Awakens for the merits, yeah. people, maybe not you, because you're saying that you think it's a good movie. Yeah. Most of them were like, oh, but it had like Star Wars stuff. And I'm like, okay, but as a Star Wars fan who's played the video games, maybe read some of the books and comics, like, can we not just agree that? All I'm saying is that I wanted it to be more and I don't think that it's wrong or even I feel like it would have been more fan service if they made a good film that was slightly more sophisticated that had all of the things that I think Star Wars fans as a generalization. I'm like projecting what I feel like Star Wars fans want just because it's what I want, but like something that is a little bit more material like when I remember they did
0: with the next one.
1: Well, we'll get to that. But I remember when, like, the trailers were coming out and, like, just talking with people. Like, people were excited about, for example, the First Order. And there was immediately all these theories. And, like, Star Wars fans universally will fucking talk at length about theories. And all of that. They create this, like, incredibly sophisticated universe. Mm -hmm. But, like... What's the question? The question is, like, it... Well, the question was going to be... You said that you think that they did it for fan service. But, like, could they not have done a more sophisticated movie... Like, do fans not want something that is more sophisticated? Basically, is what I'm saying. Like, are fans perfectly fine? They did all these things for fan service, but like, true fan service, I think, would have been to respect the fans on whole and like give them something that was like a little bit meatier.
0: Assuming they wanted, they didn't think that yeah, exactly. episode four was good enough. Well, because you're saying it's exactly like episode four and you wanted more than that.
1: I'm just saying when you look at any of the games or the books and everything that has spiraled out of this like unique pop culture universe which is no longer canon which is no longer canon but like what happened after they made those basic films people took those things and they ran with it and they made these like they made this incredibly sophisticated universe over like 30 years so when they were making okay guys like we're defining what's canon we're going to go forward and make things a little bit differently i just went in expecting as a fan like fan service to me would have been like okay we see what you've done over the last 30 years like millions of people so we're going to try to create something that captures the essence of the original, but yeah. is maybe just not like people running across the universe. Well, are you a and fan just- of
2: lore, Andrew? Like when you read or watch a fantasy thing, it's like lore your shit. Like you can get oh, yeah. and really dive into 100%, it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So like... Part, that's part of what my dissatisfaction with Force Awakens is, is that everybody was projecting that it's going to be lore. And you know what? And for Star Wars, because Star Wars, the movies in themselves, it's very simple. It's a very small, limited world and scope. And it's just the potential of what you can see around it that really draws in fans to be like, oh, totally. what is this thing? What is this space? But what they're actually showing you isn't very much. So it's like mm-hmm. half the conversations we have with you You're like, oh man, but, but what about this? And did you see that and that's gonna allude to this and this like yeah, that's fine in conversation But they haven't actually shown us that at all And I think people are giving or and like correct me if I'm wrong Kochi because you fall on this side of the thing But it's like people right. are giving Force Awakens a pass based on the potential of what it will be and not what it actually is like for me rewatching force awakens today and partly yesterday was like half an hour into the movie our main characters are totally discredited for me like any of their motivations are so gone and i'm like why why would i believe them in this movie like none of their actions are credible for anything beyond this point cuz like ray you picture her as, like, somebody who's been a scavenger. Someone who's, like, anytime you see her eat, she looks like somebody who's starving to eat. Right. But the second she comes upon, like, like she has the trappings of someone who's that way. Right. But no actual motivations to push you towards that. Same with, like, John Boyega's character, like Finn this is a a guy who speaks like he's been a part of the new order and all that sort of stuff for so long he's gone he's committed all these travesties with these people and then he had like a a moment where like his friend died in front of him or whatever that association was and it's just like oh i can't do this anymore but then they also pitch it like that was his first mission. That was his first thing. Like he's somebody who's speaking with like yeah. the idea of plot, but not motivated <laughs> in any way. And so it's like... Yeah. Well, also, also,
1: he he was turned because his buddy died and then just like went back up to the ship and just killed yeah. a bunch of other stormtroopers just to get it. But out. I mean, Poe Dameron's what? so handsome. So like I would he, listen to him. And, he,
0: here's, here's the thing. Here's what kind of turned my... Okay. I started off loving this film just because I was like... You know, it 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 wasn't horrible Mm -hmm. and it like kind of was like a a return it was it was what I wanted the prequels to be. Right? So I'm watching this being like, Oh, finally. You know, just like on very surface level, just like, okay, this is great. You know, like he's a fucking that guy's this guy's father and like all this shit is going on, yeah, cool. Right? But it was actually a conversation that I had with some friends of yours who I'm pointing to Vanessa for the people who are not watching this, um, who kind of like colored me on this whole thing. Because one of them said like, first of all, he's supposed to be a stormtrooper, basically a Nazi soldier. And he has like this sense of humor. Like, how are they raising these guys? How has this guy come out of this like whatever um, test tube or whatever? And like, is just like all of a sudden a cracking You know, whatever, which is like, okay, I'll give you that. But he also said something that like really destroyed all of it for me because it's supposed to be a remake of, of, uh, a new hope. And the big reveal in, uh, empire is that like, uh, Darth Vader is Luke's father, but then they allude to certain things, but they don't actually out and say like, this is your father until that point when they're face to face with one another. And what they said was like, why would they rob fans in the conversation that Snoke has with Kylo being like, your father, Han Solo, <laughs> is going to be as, a problem. As a total
4: aside. Yeah. Like,
0: okay. why, wow. say, why say that? Why not just wait until the scene on the bridge when they're facing each other? And he's like, take the mask off. And then he takes the mask off. And then you find out it's his dad. Like, And then once I heard all that, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. It could have been better. So,
3: like, that's what, that's what I mean, like, on repeat... Per- you don't think that that would be too close to the Darth Vader reveal, though? No. Well, Hell no. Like, it's, like, the same I would thing. That, no, I feel I, like I, that's, like, fan service that's justified. Like, if you were to and use... And
4: it's good writing. Yeah. That's good writing.
3: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I just mean, like... Because, like, the end, the third act, but, is just a new hope again. It's another Death Star, a, and it's everything, everything
0: is just so close. Adding
3: that to the third act could be a little too... Can we too- talk
0: about this whole Death Star thing, by the way?
1: <sighs> Wait. The Killer. Quick, quick thing first, slash <laughs> question. People keep saying that when they saw this movie in theaters, that mm-hmm. it, it reminded them of seeing the first time that they saw the original 4, 5, and 6.
2: Sure. It didn't. I was terribly bored.
1: I'm, I'm a, well, okay. But I'm just saying, like, generally, that's, that's the crazy. argument for it. That's so is crazy. That's, that's what it is. How could you be bored? It was, it, I'm, I'm it going to, like, put myself out there for a minute. Yeah. Phantom Menace came out. What year Phantom Menace came out? 2001 2001? or is it 98? 98. 98 actually, yeah. Okay, when I saw Phantom Menace, I saw that movie like 8 times in theaters. When I saw it in theaters, it was fucking That's outlandish. I was a child. Yeah. And I had I just it I saw the original movies, then they re-released the special editions. Right. Which I saw and I loved it. And then I saw Phan- it wasn't until I like had matured and I was in the college years that I was going back like I saw episode 3 Opening Night with a bunch of people in animation. Well, that's so crazy. We, well, we are just same, wait. We're the same age. Yeah, And I immediately saw it and was like, yeah, well, what
0: you... the fuck is this?
1: What the fuck is this? I, I did not feel that way at all. It was only a, the same with how I'm, when I'm speaking of four, five, and six, like it was only with time that I start, and, and many, many repeat viewings that I started being like, eh. Like when I saw Phantom Menace, there was things that annoyed me for sure. Even when I was young, like Jake Lloyd, fucking get the fuck out of town. Like Jake just drove me nuts. That like yippy bullshit. But like, I was like I was in it man I was com- like oh shit we're seeing like more than just two jedi in the like right out of the gates so there's like they're fucking fighting these droid like what is going on who's the trade federation pod racing I didn't even care about like the midi-chlorian shit like again all this came later when i saw these when yeah. they came out i was like young and i was into well, it don't get me wrong like i said so
0: phantom menace is my favorite of the original trilogy, sure but so. i'm
1: just it's weird to me that people keep using it as like saying oh it's like a return to like it was just what i wanted to see in theaters when i what i didn't get out of one two and three and i'm like what so you're saying that even though this didn't really come up no but i would say one is the most like phantom menace is the most star warsy of the prequels like, when they were making 1, 2, and 3, do you guys remember the entire universe being like, oh, these movies are fucking terrible, as they were coming out? No, like, it was getting, like, universal praise think, as think they about were coming how out. That is would that have, true? Think yeah. about how that would have carried over. Like, after episode 1, they're like, well, we're already making 2 and 3. If People hated it as much as people seem to think that, like, what it deserves now. Yeah. Like, it just is weird to me. Like, people, like, have these... Again, it's like, it feels to me like... It's almost the reverse of rose colored lenses. People are like, this movie did in theaters, gave me the feelings that I wanted from one, two, and three. And I'm like, what are you, what were you, you're telling me that when you saw one in theaters, you came out and you're like, that was fucking garbage. You weren't just like, oh, there's so much like, Star Wars stuff in that like it's uh, it's weird
2: but like, can can we like focus the discussion in a direct like so it's like we're examining this movie totally and only in the context that it is a Star Wars movie related to these other movies mm-hmm. and the feeling and the lore in the world but we're not mm-hmm. talking about like how this action how this movie like is bad how it's bad sure but <laughs> but like basically the where we leave off in six and how we Mm -hmm. get to seven Mm -hmm. like there i can't see any visible context from one to the next outside of the actual characters that are in place because it's like you they seem to describe it's like oh the new order is here the like there's that one point where what's her face the tiny little alien lady with the glasses yeah um they all look the fucking same because yes. it's like the same <laughs> character design ways. Yeah. Um, but it's like she's describing it's like, oh, evil has come Yoda in too. all these different forms. It first was the Sith and now the whatever, and now we're Iron down to the, the first. Yeah. And it's like, is there a difference? Like, you know, you describe these things. Well what is <laughs> a, the or, a fucking, logo redesign? Yeah, the logo redesign? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is the difference between any of these things? Like, how did this affect the galaxy? Cause like the way I we've had discussions, like all of us as friends in this room, like Yeah, I can see it being that, like, the Rebellion is still the Rebellion. Like, actually, the Death Star going down and, like, the Emperor... It didn't really do much because it's still, like, a A galactic uh, empire. Exactly. (laughs) But it's, like... (laughs) They're not the underdog at all. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's, like, this movie, like, posits that you can do the same exact thing as A New Hope in this movie. And it'll have any kind of an impact. Like, you know, it's, like... What what is the point of taking and making these people seem the same kind of heroes for us when the context is totally different or it's even more grim than it was before? Because like they had the Death Star, now they've got a fucking Star Killer. Shouldn't it like which is also what the hell was the rebellion star. doing in the meantime of that? Like in all yeah. of that development, like yeah. and don't tell me some shit like oh they'll explain that in the side yeah. movie like for the, between
1: eight. The and New nine. Republic like, didn't have enough money. Even though they had like a, a several, all but, of those planets that were clustered to oh, like start building some sort of army. It was still yeah. just the ragtag Sometimes, rebels. Like, like, yeah. Let a me just generation, ask you a question like, though. Yeah.
0: Remove everything and just watch this movie on I its own. Did, I did it today. <laughs> well, I watched no, Force Awakens. Do you
1: think that if you had no knowledge of any other Star Wars anything and you watch this movie, it would be entertaining? Yeah, it would probably be entertaining. That was that. That was not my. I've said I was disappointed. I didn't say I went and saw it the first time and was like, "Oh, there's nothing entertaining in." Yeah, that but movie. you keep saying it's bad. Yeah, it's it bad. If it entertains
0: you, it's not bad. That's the point. It's a. That's the point. That I disagree with okay. that. Okay. Okay. Sure. What am I sure. supposed to learn well, a lesson from a fucking Star Wars movie? No, I'm yeah, just I'm not going there. Something can. It's be not Schindler's enter- List. But it can still be well be. written. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It could still be well written. Actually, the, I I started this by saying it was an okay movie and a bad Star Wars film. But actually, as we're talking, I'm realizing that it's the reason it's a bad Star Wars film is because it's a bad film. Because, like the...
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying... Preach. <laughs> it could have like, been better, but is, yes. Yeah. Much better. It could have... Much better. I'm not See, saying it's, it's, it's the best possible movie that could have come out, but it's still good.
4: fast-moving things, but it's actually a, a badly written movie. Mm-hmm. There's so many sort of plot and pacing issues and characterization issues which just make it a a bad standalone film like Mm. entertaining yeah sure that's why i said if i had seen it out of context i think i would like it because it's like okay you can treat it like a like a superhero movie it's not supposed to be like some deep story but if it is that's great and because it's a star wars film it kind of should be because you know that there's two more films coming you Mm -hmm. know that it comes from this legacy of well-regarded films
1: (sighs) Ooh, I, ooh, I, I, I don't I, know if I, it comes
4: from a legacy I think of well like films. I think it does.
1: The other thing is like just even I think the the main when I think about what bugged me the most even aside from like technically go, like again there's plot holes in that movie that in the scheme of what I'm talking about about wanting it to be better of course it bugs me but like I could even make do with that but it was just like when I was watching it I was like in A New Hope you've got Luke you've got obi-wan you know there's like this group of characters that to me seem distinctly different from each other like obi-wan is kind of the, the mentor who's kind of grounded he's kind of got a, like a wry sense of humor but and then han is one that's crazy but in this movie like even watching it today it's just like it is go 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 but like it wants to be mad max but mm. like without any sort of and i think without that, any sort of what any sort of ground it's just like fucking nuts like it's just like everybody is trying to like seemingly over out overact everybody else and there's not a moment where like just nothing there's nothing that really feels grounded the closest thing to that i felt was
3: han solo because he was yeah. just like oh
0: so around the room if you had to rate this
3: movie I wonder to know what Ben was just a bit. Oh no! I was, yeah, just no, gonna, go I was just gonna make a joke about Donald Gleason's performance <laughs> yeah. when you said nobody was grounded was in the, the movie. I was like, "What, what do you mean, laser. Donald?" Gleeson? <laughs> oh man, I can't. I love Donald you know, Gleason, and I can't yeah. <laughs> at all him in that movie.
1: There was like a point where, when I was watching it, the Kylo Ren. I was like, you know, Adam Driver, who I only really know from like girls and like one or two other indie movies, where he all kind of acts yeah. the way that he does in girls. So I was watching this and. Throughout most of the beginning, I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like he's he's not being Adam Driver. But then, mm-hmm. as soon as he takes off the mask when he's talking to Ray, yeah, there was just like a transfer. As soon as he didn't have like the voice filter, he he kind of did the Adam Driver from Girls, like the way that he talked, and he he seemed like I know that the in- well, I don't know, but I feel like the intention was he's supposed to be this sort of entitled, childish. Bro. Yeah, he's entitled, but he like hasn't fully he's kind of punching above his weight in terms of wanting to be a, but he can't quite get there. So he's sort of like ch- has these childish, you know, he can't really control himself the way that like Darth Vader had like, you know, in his maturity, like extreme control. Um, Do you mean he wasn't yelling? No. Yeah. It was just like, anyway, I was, wa- and I just couldn't like handle it. Like when he was like interrogating Ray and he, he was just like, Oh, I can see it. I can see it in there. I can see the, the, the island in the water. You know, like the way he's talking. I was like, what are you doing? What's happening in this movie? There's anyway, what were you going to ask, Koji? Uh,
0: well, I was going to ask, if you had to rate this movie mm-hmm. on a scale of 1 to 8, hmm. what, would you, what would you rate eight, this movie? Like
3: order it as far as your favorite among the 8, do you mean? I guess so. Like, or do you just mean on a scale from one? Why to don't eight? we just
0: spell it out for everybody? No, <laughs> <laughs> well, you that, just that tell me the movie you want to see. That wildly changes my answer. If it, so, if eight is is perfect and one is garbage, where do you put this film?
1: I would put it right in the middle. I would give it like a four four maybe even a five now because like I was saying at the beginning you it seems like everybody uh, other than Nimit I keep saying everybody people like went in and enjoyed it yeah. the more they watch it they're kind of like eh, okay for me it's exactly what it's like with the the median with JJ Abrams I watched it and I was super disappointed but then after I managed that disappointment and I was like okay I'm gonna bottle that up and like this is how I feel about this movie. And I rewatched it a couple times. I was like, ah, oh, cool. Poe Dameron has a black and orange X-wing. <laughs> like, and I just, you know, so it kind of like brought it up and it was those things that I was just like, this is sweet, but I still can't shake that. Like, but what if Poe Dameron had a black and orange X-wing in this movie was good? What if he had <laughs> something
3: to do? Yeah.
1: <laughs> T- he, hey. Yeah. Anyway, he, yeah. so right in the middle yeah. for me.
0: Okay.
4: I think about the same. Hmm. And for many of the same reasons.
0: Hmm. hmm.
3: Hmm. hmm Okay. Hmm. Uh, well, four is like a fifty percent, right? Like that, that just passes. I wouldn't give it a six, but I feel like five is like five point five. I'll say. Okay. See, we all love Star Wars. We're all giving it like, <laughs> it's
1: like no matter how you like, love the movie, everybody. Like, I have like, ah! seen some
3: garbage films before. <laughs> Show me. some. I've watched some of those garbage, garbage with you, I films. Yeah. This is not a garbage film. Like, I wasn't oh. upset watching this movie. Yeah. But I also didn't, like, take, no man, take it all it home with There's me. No, yeah. like, There's no gods of Egypt. I didn't want to do so much more reading. Like, I'll see the next one. Yeah. But I, Blair, I didn't get too. home and, like, buy all the toys, you know? But yeah. it certainly wasn't, like... The worst thing I'd seen all year. You didn't year. go to Hong Kong and buy Poe Dameron's like Suicide X-wing Squad. <laughs> in Lego? I was mad. I was a little <laughs> ball of rage in the theater, and I wanted to walk out. I checked my watch like six times in Suicide Squad. I didn't do that at all in this movie. <laughs> five point five. Ah, uh, it's like I'm sitting at a <laughs> five, five,
2: five, five, five. five. Um. I don't know. I'm sitting at like a 3 probably cuz it's it's the same Whew. thing. It's like it's harmless media. It's not it's like it's not good. Yeah. Um it's not a well told like the characters aren't developed in any way. It's a story by plot. Yeah. The filming it feels like TV. It's all a lot of medium shots, everything's center composed. It's like it's for for all the toys like say if we describe the sandbox that is star wars as a toy set and like you're playing with it you didn't make do you didn't make a good effort with the toys that you were given but at the same time it's like it's not man of steel it's not batman versus superman it's not a blockbuster movie that just like is bad like and awful and like fails at everything it's just not good at all so it's, it's it's totally harmless but i don't think it deserves praise
0: yeah yeah okay fair i i will i'm i'm probably in there at like a (laughs) Mm. 5.56 as well you said you
4: loved it oh my god i did
0: i did love it but okay i'm looking (laughs) at it but wait i'm looking at it in like actual order of the how much i like the other movies okay so so like i like it better than the original trilogy
1: let's introduce another element to the discussion I think at this point. So rogue one. Well, I feel like this solves a lot of your problems. This film, it does, which is why my opinion of it is apparently other than you. So drastically different from everybody else in our circle of friends is that, um, you know, it's been a year now since I saw force awakens, seen it probably like five times at this point, three times in theaters, a couple times just fucking, you know, on MB or Netflix. Um, now Rogue One is ramping up. And if you even listen to the episodes that we have recorded, my feelings of Rogue One, everybody was telling me at the time after Force Awakens, like, oh, the anthology films. The anthology films will be where people have, have more artistic license and they are going to make things more, like, darker or more, or this and that. And I had, like, no confidence that that was going to be the case.
0: I was and, the person saying co- those things. Yeah, faces. Koji was saying those <laughs> things. He was saying those things. <laughs> say- no, but, like, Daryl, like, right Darryl, like a, no, lot, a lot of our friends <laughs> yeah. were
1: saying that. Like, in, on the Hong Kong trip, like, that was, like, a, a it came up a lot because we watched it when we were in Hong Kong. Right. And uh, and I was like, guys, I have no confidence that that's the case, um, you know. And then there was the announcement that they had gone in for all the reshoots and stuff, and one of the reasons was that it was too, <laughs> too dark, dark and not start, And I was like, guys, see? So I went into Rogue One being like, please, just, like, please. I, okay, now the trailers have been released. We're getting closer to Christmas. I'm like, oh, okay, like, maybe. And And I went in to see it, and... Before, just before every, like, because I think there's some strong opinions on this one. And by strong, I mean people just fucking fell asleep or thought it was boring or whatever the fuck. But I, it nailed all, like, this was, to me, the first one that showed that sophistication in the form of primarily there was... It wasn't just black and white. It I, showed, I could not agree with you more. It showed that there are rebels who are fucking assholes and who are not afraid to do horrible things that you would normally associate with the dark side. And it showed that they could have taken it further. I think they anyway. could have taken it further. But even what they, where they took it, like I loved that everybody, almost everybody in that film was operating in gray areas that were laid out for them based on their motives. Like it was not like, okay, well I'm with the good guys, so it's this, and or I'm with the bad guys. It was like. So so that was the first thing, and then the second thing was that it managed to for me to still have characters like K two uh, and I can't. What's the um, the blind guy, the guardian's name? Oh, Thousand yeah. Eyes, Marco Polo. <laughs> that dude. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like yeah. there was characters that had a little bit of wit, you know. Yep. And there was characters that had that like sort of you know. Uh, A little bit of that swashbuckling spirit, but it wasn't fucking everybody there is in fact some people that were very much the opposite like Diego Luna's Mm -hmm. character you know, what I mean, and I was just like this is when I like when I think of the Star Wars universe at large I was just like, you know, I I know that these for me as a fan I know that these stories exist and when I think of the idea of a galactic empire suppressing people all over the galaxy for me all of the other movies are are very focused on the Jedi and this like good versus evil battle. This was the first one where I was like, like when they're in Jedha, I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to be occupied by the empire. Not just like stormtroopers. Oh, they killed Aunt, uncle. You know, like it felt less personal and more just like, oh fuck, this is war. This is like Star Wars. But without being like, it wasn't depressing. It was just like, oh, okay, here are the stakes. Here are the shades of gray. And like, so most of my problems were with the with Force Awakens going into it was that I was kind of expecting those types of things, you know, which again is on me, but like hearing about it, reading about it, being a fan, going into it, that's what I was expecting, didn't get it. Then I was very doubtful of this one, so that probably helped because my expectation was maybe I was like really worried and then I saw it and it like far exceeded my feelings of what it could have been in terms of I love that it's a suicide mission, like everybody died, like it just had all of these elements where I was like, fuck man, like this is like granted I understand why people would would say like oh well you couldn't do that in like the main obviously you couldn't do that in the main arc you couldn't kill off all the characters because then you couldn't do you know ostensibly a second and third part of that trilogy but I was just like this had the richness and like the diversity that I was looking for in these other movies like and I, I failed to see how you couldn't have injected those elements into something like Force Awakens like Poe Dameron best pilot in the galaxy doesn't have to you know like there's just so much more range I felt in this one. You should and, have been uh, a raging alcoholic. Well, I mean, you don't have to go you don't have to go that route, but it was just like, you know, it was just more the characters were more interesting to me and I felt that this cast of characters, probably because they killed them off, like we talked about this a little bit. It was like and this is like a very <laughs> very polarizing statement, but to me they were like some of the best characters that I I personally have seen in the films because I was like, you know, they had enough They had enough in them that it lasted one movie for me, but it also had the elements of Nimit that you were talking about where I was like, okay, Bodhi Rook, you know? Like, he defects from the Empire. Cool. That's, like, all... Yeah, I'm sure there's people defecting from the Empire all the time. I didn't need to, like, know more than that he defected and because he met Galen and stuff, but, like, each one of these characters, like, the Guardians, the guys that were, like, guarding the Kyber crystals that belonged to, like, an order of basically Zealots who... Like, there's just, it had all of that meat where I was like, fuck, of course, if there was an order of something like the Jedi, there would be millions of people across the galaxy that could not be Jedi, but were obsessed with the idea of this, like, holy force, you know? And that's never really been, so there's just all these things where I was like, fucking yes, it has the lore, it has the things that, like, I want to think about and explore outside of this film, but to me, it still stands as like, okay, these guys need to stop the super weapon from being built. Oh, they can't stop it. Okay. They got to do something to get these plans to somebody who can. And that's all you need. Like it doesn't, to me, it, it does well with the exception of one thing, which I'll come back to standing alone. And it also does well as just fitting in. Like I just, I thought it was great. And I fucking loved that movie and I've seen it several times since. And almost to a person, all of the people that I disagreed with about force awakens It seems like they went into that movie almost looking for... They're just like, no, it just didn't do it for me. I was like, what? How can Force Awakens do it for you? This movie has the same elements, but to me is a sounder film. And this one just doesn't cut it? Like, what if if Force Awakens, well, it hits all those Star Wars points. How does this not hit the Star Wars points and then also is better? I don't get
0: it. That's a good question. Why doesn't somebody answer that question?
1: Please do.
2: Hey, listeners. It's Nimit here, King of Curmudgeon. Um...
3: Fuck
2: Okay Bennett
0: you just look sad
2: (laughs) Like Andrew I, I get what you're saying When you're talking about these characters And I get what you're saying where it's interesting And it's like let's put it all out there from the get Rogue One, like, these movies are never going to lack for amazing production value. Like, the settings are way cooler. It Like, Rogue One looked awesome. So, Mm -hmm. like, everyone praise ILM. Like, they did a great job. Like, the character designs were actually really Mm -hmm. nice and different. Like, it felt... Crisp, crisp shadows. (laughs) The crisp, the lighting guys in particular. Man, whoever they are, that one guy. diversity.
1: (laughs) Got a Force Whitaker in there. Right. You know, you
2: got a Buddy Rook. But That's it's good. like, you know, all, all that stuff looked great, but it's What was your problem with the film? It unmotivated. The, those characters aren't characters. They're the idea of characters. No, what? like everything was done for the sake of convenience. Everything sort of happened because of coincidence. Like there was no motivation to Jin's character. Like why There's did her, her father, why did her, her father built the Death Star? Okay, so okay, sh- <laughs> what he, she, he hasn't here's, seen him. A, she
1: was abandoned. She thought he was dead.
2: No, no, fine, whatever. But like, why did her mother not go with her? Why did Saul? Gare- like, don't tell. Like, this is a movie. Don't tell me I need to watch the Clone Wars or whatever accompanying series there is for me to understand Saul's character and to understand, like understand his relationship those. with her.
1: Like, she, she clearly just felt like like she didn't want to leave her husband. She thought that Saul was going to protect her daughter, so she went back to try to kill the guy that was going to kill her husband. Like, I don't feel like that's. That's like, and so she like, w- so, was it, so you're saying that her daughter didn't matter as much as her husband? Like, fucking like, hell no.
2: The whole first half hour of the movie, it's everybody being put in a circumstance. So it's like, Jin and her mother are it walking is. away once the people show up. And then J- Jin's mother goes to her and goes, um, You know what to do, right? Tell me you know what to do. And she goes, I know what to do. And you're like, Okay, great. You know what to do because someone, like, we don't see any actual motivation for these characters to be doing the things that they're doing. And, like, you know, I don't. I don't know. It's just.
1: Yeah, I don't agree. I think it was. I think. I think of all of them, it's like probably in my mind the most sound.
0: Well, so the counter argument that I would make to that is, I think that it doesn't sort of spoon feed you. Here is the reasons why everyone is the way they are, and just based on their actions, you kind of have to extrapolate what their motivations are. So, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I like that.
1: That's like you don't need to spoon feed people.
0: I like that the characters are already people before we meet them and they're, you know, they have their own motivations. Are bef- they people Before we, like, we meet them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I Diego think, Luna, the first time you see him just murders a guy and he's, he's fighting for the rebellion and like all that, he, he clearly is troubled. He's like, yo, you're not the only person that lost people. Fucking everybody here lost people. Yeah, you can say he's, that,
2: but then they're all still quipping and making jokes yeah, and shit throughout the movie. She like, He does if- not
1: make jokes. In that movie, that's exactly what I was talking about. There's character. There's like a diversity there. Like K two is the joke, the Joker in that in that scenario. Like, and even there, it's a very like sardonic, like borderline homicidal robot. Like he's like, you know, like he would rather. I just I don't like what would make. I'll, I'll put it to you this way: what would make the characters? But like, you think that they're lacking something, but I just don't see what it is that they're lacking that you would look for
3: well, on, that maybe may be characters in the original movies have to jump in Jin is probably the weakest protagonist in any of the Star Wars movies. That's okay. including Jake Lloyd. <laughs> Jin Urso is needs to be where she needs to be. All the other characters like Bodhi is stronger, Diego Luna is stronger, the robot is stronger. Mm-hmm. Um but Jin is sort of like I get it, she has to be sort of the everyman, like the one that we project ourselves onto but also, she's keeping so much information. Like, she keeps a wall up that, like, we don't really get, like, why she's doing these things. And then we're just kind of following her along. And, like, Can cause we, we don't sure. side with Diego because he's a murderer. Mm-hmm. Even though we like his character, you can't, like, project yourself onto him. Mm-hmm. He's the cool one. He's on solo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jin is just constantly doing stuff that you're like, yeah, I guess, because it moves the plot forward. But she doesn't have, like, a personality of her own. She doesn't have, like, character in any way. She just is the plot Mm -hmm. that moves it forward i i feel like so my when i watched
1: was watching the movie and even upon repeat viewings i'm sure that i've fleshed this out but like for me it was like okay so her mother tells her to go she doesn't she witnesses her mother being killed then she runs away she's rescued by a fanatic who the rebels don't even want to be associated with right because that was the only person that like gail basically her life when we leave her, and then when we see her again, when she's just in prison and she's known to be a troublemaker, like to me that didn't need fleshing out because I was like, yeah, clearly I mean, you, she's you fucked see,
3: up. You see all that happen to her, yeah. It should influence her personality in some way. It should make her hardened. It should make her like non-acceptable. Yeah. Well, well, should well, make like, her like she steals but, a gun, no, like, no. Something, like what, something again what, to quote uh, Mad Max again, but like the yeah. furioso like you you don't. Need to see all the stuff, the bad stuff that happened to her. They, you know, throw a couple throwaway lines. She, this is what happened to her, and when she was a kid, mm-hmm. and then you get her motivation for being hardened, for not yeah. trusting people, all this kind of stuff. But she's just sort of going with things, yeah. like she's whomever, like Bodhi, who How, worked what? for the for the Empire. She's just on board to have him, him part of the team. And it's like, well, she's been burned so many times. Why is she so accepting of all these people? I think,
1: but I think like the the main it ties into sort of the main thrust of this, which is about those shades of gray. Like when she has flashback, like she even says in the movie, like she doesn't really, her ends are at this point, she wants to find her father. She's not even like really initially on board for the, like she's not like, I want to blow up the Death Star. She doesn't care about the Death Star. She just cares about, finding her father and figuring out what the fuck is going on, right? Yeah, that's what
0: I, I... she gathered that she only cares about herself, she, essentially. And, and
1: so she... All those people around her and what she's doing are driven by that. And it's even like she she speaks to that in the movie, because she's like, she doesn't care whether people are imperial or rebels. And she, she's shown, and we are shown as an audience, that those are not just like hardened lines. Because we've now seen that one guy is a murderer. But then we've also seen that Galen, who is a high-ranking imperial scientist was, like, a caring husband and a loving father, and, like, it just, I don't know, I, I, it fit very well for me, and I, when I was watching it, it didn't stand out, like, I was, like, oh, she's characterless, like, I would agree that she's not the strongest, but, like, I still feel, like, what, what her character was composed of was still a better baseline than the very, very black and white, very sort of cookie cutter, like, hero's journey, like, sure, a great example of it, but, like, I just again I all my opinions are based of on are like the desire for just a little bit more sophistication which is maybe just variety and maybe less like of a naive sort of juvenile approach to something that as I grew up and even when I was younger all of the you know this incredibly rich universe I just wanted it to have that and uh, you know and this movie did deliver it like I still think that one of my favorite sequences in all of the Star Wars movies like in all of them, mm-hmm. was the part when they go to Jeddah because it was like, even more than um, than an empire, I was like, oh fuck, like, you know, there's like people on this. St- it just like, it felt like a Middle Eastern conflict. Like there's people that were disguised. You didn't know who was just a civilian, who was like an insurgent, and they're not necessarily tied to the rebels. They just want to get their crystals back. And the, the like, it just showed that it was like a fucking mess. It wasn't just like, here are the Jedi, and there's people behind the Jedi. Here are the Sith, and there's people behind the Sith, and they're just going to fucking mash at each other until one side wins. It was like, oh, okay. Th- this is like truly a rich galaxy that has a lot of variety. Like, there's a lot of...
0: So, you have sat here and listened to both sides of this argument. Having just seen all of these movies for the first time in a very short period of time, what's your stance on Rogue One?
4: When I came out of the theater I thought Rogue One was essentially saving Private Ryan in space which is Sweet. fine if you like that kind of movie mm-hmm. um, I, personally a good so, I personally don't Oscar nominated I personally don't like war films one. and that's not what I wanted to see when I went to see the movie so that's sort of coloring my opinion of it okay. that said I do agree that it was a better technically a better film than episode 7 was I agree with that I also agree with uh, what Nimit was saying that the characters are weak. I think i that's my major argument with the movie is I feel that y- you are introduced to too many characters that you don't care about and know are going to die at the end of the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And because it's like they throw you into a universe that already exists. Okay, fine. But no one in the movie you have any connection with through the series. Okay, so you have to treat it like a standalone film. But you're introduced to you know, a dozen characters, many of who the reasons they're doing what they're doing are not fleshed out, not easily extrapable while you're watching. It's one of those things where you have to sit afterwards and piece it together. Um, and like, you just don't care. So they're just being forced through this plot because you know, OK, by the end of this movie, they have to steal the plans. They have to blow things up. They're all going to die. Like, you know that there are plot points that have to be hit. And that's it. So you're kind of like, okay, whatever. I don't care. Um, You know, so it's like Jin, for example, she's a selfish character, but that's as far as the depth goes for the first, you know.
1: Tell her father dies in her arms and tells her, hey, can you do this thing? Yeah, but we didn't really see their
2: relationship. Like there yeah. there's no reason there's... to care about. Like give me sure there's a scene where he's like I love you, daughter. Yeah, be please safe. get out of here before. I, everything we I do get is for you, but it's like Empire? that's the plot being like, oh, look, this guy does bad things, but he's a good person. Believe it, audience. You're like, no, I didn't I didn't see any moments. Like you have what to give me more than moment? just
1: a like what's, why? What's an example in a different movie of a good moment that would have made that better? Mm. Who put him on the spot?
3: Of a bad character, like, redeeming themselves? No,
1: just, like, I just, everybody's just like, this, it wasn't enough, it
3: wasn't enough. And Wait, but me, is the
0: assumption that he's a bad character?
3: No, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm lost in what's happening. Oh. I was just uh, trying to exa- find an just example to get, of what? what minute, I was just trying to get an example
1: of a relationship like that, that, like, does that well to you. Well, I mean,
2: it's like, it's just a matter of setting up a simple moment and premise. Like, it's just like Commissioner Gordon putting the jacket over Bruce Wayne when he's a kid. You get a sense that this guy's a good guy and he's taking care of this kid. He Like, you know, they set up a really elegant scene there where you've got this corrupt police force you've got a lot of crime that's infiltrated the city and mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff and then Jim Gordon at the time he's not a lieutenant he's not anything he's just a beat cop he comes mm-hmm. in and you know Bruce Wayne is sitting there he's like this rich kid who had a lot of stuff happen so he should be this major focus but nobody's really paying attention to him and so then he comes over and just like hey man it's gonna be okay and that's a small moment that like Without any... Like, nobody had to say Jim Gordon is a good man in that movie. You just saw, based off of that, that it's like, no, this is a guy who's going to look for the people who need help. And he's going to do it, regardless of how much it exposes him, regardless of anything. He's going to go to where he needs to go to do that. So We didn't get that from Jin or Jin's father or anybody.
0: But you don't think that, like, him being like, okay, I'm going to distract these guys when they come to steal my family so that you guys get away well, I mean, it's easy to write
2: a martyr like that guy just goes out there and kills himself and then you say he's cool for like, like after the he fact he doesn't kill himself though he
0: also he also builds in the
2: weakness that is the fucking whole so you mean to tell me that there's going to be another movie in like six years that's going to say that's going to have the same sort of setup for the star killer base
1: like this probably it, it wasn't one necessary. can only hope uh one so one qualifier I have because I, when I was talking with he who shall not be named the other day he made it like he was trying to he was trying to basically talk about the negatives of Rogue One as a standalone movie. Okay, and he said that I mean I don't completely agree but I can understand where he's coming from. He's like that Darth Vader scene at the end when he's like going ham,
0: the greatest Darth Vader. scene Yeah, which scene of ev- all time. which
1: most people I talked to were like yes, like that's what we've been waiting for to see like you know not anakin suggesting that he's killing younglings like we want to see fucking darth vader with just like going through a platoon of people you want to see
0: darth vader having the high ground is what you're trying to say
1: just like the fear like the the like the you know everybody in the universe people that aren't jedi yeah like have this fear and like mostly we just see him you know in the other movies like okay i gotta figure out what's going on with luke and the emperor and like maybe i'll choke a couple high-ranking officers but like that was like (laughs) fucking hitting guys against the ceiling. Tom was like if you if you didn't see any other Star Wars movie and you saw this that would have made no sense because Darth Vader in this film is not a character that is developed it's only he's only in it as a character that it's like a callback a callback and also uh you know so that you know that there is something that is like above like it it, it basically functions as a way to link it to a new hope but mm-hmm. which I totally get and I can it it completely... only functions as a way to link it to a <laughs> Yeah, but it was also fucking fantastic. Like, that's that thing where it's but like... But for, if... like,
3: the shallowest
1: possible reasons. Exactly. The same reasons that everybody else is like, ah, oh, that's why Force Awakens was okay. Well, no, but he, this, here's here's what I would argue. It's kind of like
0: watching... I'm trying to think of a show, and for some reason uh, my brain isn't working. But, like, you you're watching a show, and they're making references to all these, like... 80s or 90s TV shows and if you didn't grow up in that era, you might not get the references so it's not gonna be as funny to you Mm. But it still doesn't really affect whether or not the show is bad Right, so I would say that if you watch that scene and had never seen a a previous Star Wars You'd be like, oh, who's this like crazy badass killing
3: people
1: like I would agree with that It's not as exciting for you, but that doesn't mean that it's garbage Also again once again within the context of these films the main argument not even argument, the main reason that people are like the other ones are okay or like Force Awakens is okay seems to be because of these things. So how can people be like, use the scene where we see Darth Vader at his full strength against like an army of guys trying to get something back, which you would think would be awesome to people that just like get off on seeing Force Awakens and seeing a bunch of Star Wars-y stuff. How can those same people use that as an example of like, oh, it didn't need to be in there. It was like, well, what? But, I don't it get it. Like, it doesn't make sense that you could say, yeah, Force Awakens may not have been a good movie, but it had all the Star Wars stuff, and then say, Rogue One wasn't a good movie. Also, it had all this Star Wars stuff that was unnecessary. It are- makes no sense.
4: Well, I think the reason that it makes no sense is because that's a bad argument for them to be making in the first place. Yeah. Because I think I know. one of the big reasons that Episode 7 sucks is because of the quote unquote Star Wars stuff. Because they had carte blanche to do whatever they wanted with Mm. episode seven. All they had to do was just basically Yeah, I think so. Mm. Because they they had they didn't have to fit it into a predetermined plot line. That much is true. Sure, yeah, yeah. And because of that, I think, okay, maybe not carte blanche. It still had to live within the universe, but they could have gone in whatever direction they wanted, essentially, as long as they kind of kept in basic elements of what makes the Star Wars universe the Star Wars universe. Sure. And they decided not to do that. They decided to just do like a shot for shot remake of episode four. Well, I think the problem is And they did a poor job of doing that.
0: They had carte blanche with the... uh, original prequels and they were like let's make this totally different and it was garbage so that's, people were upset. I don't,
4: see I disagree with that because the prequels had to fit into the original trilogy timeline mm. and storyline.
0: Sure but they, it could have been like so, so vastly vastly different. Like basically any scene with Hayden Christensen is just garbage. Just,
4: But that's again that's not talking about the what they did wrong with making it a Star Wars movie. That's just a bad writing yeah. choices like script choices, well, plot lines. Yeah, it's, it's, not, just bad it's not, it's not, about it's Star not a bad Star Wars movie. It's Star Wars just, stuff. And so right. it's like, for example, like like, why do they fly the Millennium Falcon? Because they thought that's what fans wanted to see. And on a very superficial level or people who don't care about the movies, yeah, that's what people want to see. Why is like, why is the ending of the movie just uh, two minutes of Ray staring at Luke? Because mm-hmm. they thought, oh, Luke has to be in this movie or else people are, because what would have been way better Mm-hmm. is if the end of the movie was like the the thing explodes and everyone's like all right sweet now where the fuck is luke because ultimately they should have dealt with that 30 minutes earlier <laughs> in the film but they shoehorn him into the end instead of making like the whole first half of the the next movie about that They're right is like oh nope yep 30 minutes got a map found him it's crazy. I, I do
1: remember when I watched it uh, yeah. the first time, I got so excited at the end when they were piecing together the Mac because it was like, oh, the next one is totally going to be about their adventure across the galaxy. Defi-. And then it was just like the next shot. They were on the planet. And I was like, oh, well, the- I mean, I actually can't argue with that because they have like light, you know, like... Cool, but I got so excited at the prospect of like the second one being maybe about that adventure and then it was just like, no, yeah, it's just tweet. She just found him Something immediately. Something that
4: really bugged me is the scale of the universe in episode seven it shrunk down to nothing, mm-hmm. and that it—I think—that really hurt the the Star Warsiness of the movie. Well, but
3: don't when they Han ramp follow, up, when Han Solo found his ship? Yeah, well, in in space, like, space, like, like right, 20, right away. Everything, was everything, like, everything yeah. happens oh, no. in like the
4: span of a set. Like you feel like the entire movie takes place on two planets, mm-hmm. like but, in one small thing, where it's so like in the if, first. If that's movies, the argument.
0: Then why don't you like? Rogue One because it happens it has like, all, all of these all over things. The place. No, yeah.
2: because it again it falls to the same thing. They're unmotivated. There's no reason for them to do anything. Like Rogue One starts with five establishing shots. Five different planets that you have to put the name on. Like you wouldn't know one planet from the other outside of maybe con- like I know that's maybe- why it's great.
4: I think Rogue One is it's a good movie in that it fits in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. It feels like that they got right it doesn't feel like a star wars film because it's not a space opera it's not it's not a fantasy that's okay and i think that's okay that i think that actually strengthens it as a standalone film but episode seven is also not a space opera and that hurts it because it's supposed to be part of the trilogy of trilogies and Mm. i think that's a weak part but
0: how could it be exactly like a new hope and then also at the same time not be a space (laughs) opera I don't understand.
4: Because they take the superficial trappings without actually making it... And this is like going back to what we were talking about way, way at the beginning of the the discussion. But they take all the superficial things that they think people want to see. Like they want to see Darth Vader's mask. Why the Mm -hmm. hell does he have it? Nobody knows. It doesn't make sense. But let's throw it in there. Like that kind of stuff while missing the expansiveness of the universe. Like for example, in, in one of the movies... They're going through to, I think, getting to Tatooine or something like that. And you can tell that it's supposed to be taking, you know, days, if not Mm -hmm. maybe a week or something. Like, they're playing chess. Like, Luke is studying force tricks. Like, they don't just, like, hop on the bullet train to Tatooine. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. And so, that's what's missing. It's that, that universe, that hugeness, that that there's a whole world going on outside of what you're watching. Where in episode uh, seven, it's like you're on the Star Killer or yeah. you're on the planet that's getting exploded and that's it. There's nothing else going around and it takes them two seconds to get to where you're going. The anu- whole movie takes place in like three days.
1: One other thing that I think you kind of have to address if you're talking about plot mm-hmm. is that you certainly could, I suppose make the argument, oh, why did you have to make it? Like, sure, it could have never been made at all. But I think that you could also make the argument that Rogue One was entirely made to explain the largest plot hole in the entire Star Wars canon, which is frequently pointed out in pop culture and comedy as just being ridiculous. Whereas, like, they had all of the resources and power to build this super weapon. Why would they have one glaring weakness that is this tiny thing, you know, like on Family Guy, he's like, but, we couldn't just put some two by fours over that. And then in this, and I, I mean, again, clearly, I mean, maybe not with Koji, I'm, I'm alone in this, but I feel like it was like flawless, like it was like the lead technician who started to have doubts about what he was doing, worked in this weakness and tried to get it out under like this iron fisted rule to somebody, anybody who could then like give this to the people who maybe had a chance to, to stop this thing. Like, the only way that he could do this without them just outright finding
3: out and fixing this problem was to do it secretly. I don't disagree with you. I think you're right in that it, like, strengthens that whole point. And that's probably, like, the best way to have explained why there's a weakness in the Death Star. But, like, devil's advocate, do you think that it devalues Luke Skywalker's achievements yes. in A New Hope when he uses the Force to blow up the Death Star, knowing that it was basically sabotaged before he was even in the picture? No, no. Because it's
1: still a fucking impossible shot. And it was like impossible odds that he was up against. And the only reason that he made it that far was because he used the Force. Like, just because the guy put a weak... It wasn't like a weakness that was like... Easily exploitable. This is going to be self-destruct. He was like, this is all I could do that they wouldn't notice. And it took somebody with the skills of Luke Skywalker as a pilot and as a Jedi to exploit that weakness like that may, that to me makes still perfect sense i don't think it does anything to discredit his achievement
0: i agree because you still have to like you know shoot it so in many people little... tried and they
1: got killed before they like immediately they like got in there that one guy is like stay it's on the way okay. no, no, it, just, it, it just hit the outside it was just like oh fuck and you're watching it just like come
3: on
1: um i just i yeah it's just weird i think that like Opinions are opinions are opinions. Like I'm not obviously I'm not going to change anybody's mind that didn't enjoy it, but I just you could I could, but I I the the thing that was frustrating for me was that because I felt like one of the only people that was like let down by Force Awakens, and everybody was like oh Force Awakens is great, and then this one I was like oh fucking yes it had all of those Force Awakens elements but was like better, and people were like no it's just boring and bad. I was just like how what like. I was so in it every moment of this movie. The The opening to me felt more star, like when I saw first saw New Hope and it's like the fucking Star Destroyer coming over the camera and like fucking the blockade runners, like, you know, they get caught in the tractor beam and they get boarded. And this was like that like ominous ship going through the rings and then landing on this. I was just like, what is, this is fucking wicked. The, like death troopers walking through this fucking like black soil. And then like every step of the way, it captured that like, you know sure they didn't show them sitting on a ship maybe but like that point a to point b journey like made sense to me it's like okay we're going to Jeddah because of diego luna's mission okay now we've discovered that galen like your father is here and my mission is to go kill him to fucking move that piece off the board so now they go to this other planet and the rebels call in like there's just so much awesome shit happening on different planets that made sense for it to be happening on those planets like so I just question. question see holes in this film. Yeah, go ahead. This is something
0: that I've kind of racked my brain about. And I don't have an answer, but maybe somebody can answer it. You look at this movie, these, these series of movies. So we have uh, four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. They came out and then a, like a long while later, then you got one, two, and three. And now you have these two, and now they're doing them every year, essentially, right? For, for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. Now, there are people who are diehard fans of things like James Bond right who can very easily admit like yeah this one's good this one's good this one's crap this one's good but it's fine like mm. it doesn't ruin everything because there's these good because ones the and bad ones enough. and whatever Ooh. but great song though but <laughs> i love it i think it's
3: fantastic but like
0: for some reason with star wars it's just like so
3: all or nothing oh yeah sorry world is not enough is a good song i was thinking die another day yeah. With Madonna, I just yeah. like oh off mic you. I was like, "Good song," though. and you were just like, "No, it's no. not." No, Sorry, continue.
0: Like, what is it about these films that that like we can't just be like, "Okay, that one sucked, but the next one's going to be good," or like, wh- why can't we let that be the same way that some of these other it's, s- series is?
4: It's not the films; it's the fans. It's yeah. the demographic of the fans.
1: I I was. The ones saying that they sucked, but I still like them. And people were getting like really upset about it. I
0: don't know if you added that caveat that you still
1: like them. Consistently, I did.
0: Mm. Ben, you got to back me up. When we're, we were in
1: Hong Kong, when we were in Hong Kong, I don't know how well you remember, but remember we went and saw Force Awakens when
3: we were in Hong Kong. Yeah, that was the third time I had seen that in theaters. I actually didn't want to see it because I had already yeah, seen it. Seen twice. it twice. <laughs> yeah. That, so so that was
1: my second time, but that whole. I mean, it didn't dominate the trip, but it did Wait, come up.
0: Can we just pause for a second? The the ranting and raving about how fucking awful this movie is, and it's just like, yeah, but I like saw it like five times in
3: theaters. You know, yeah. Like, it, it, uh, like, I believe I gave it a hard five point five. It was it was it was
0: so bad that I had to see it five times. In th- I had to pay money five separate times to see this movie. Anyway, go on. Yeah, well,
1: I think that just gives everybody here more credit, though. Because it's not like they just saw it once and were like, okay, I'm dim- dismissing it out of hand.
0: You're just a masochist at that point
1: then. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know me. Like, it's not going to change um, every time you watch it. I, or I, maybe it will. At no point did I say, did I not use that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? So you admit you Disclaimer.
0: liked episode seven.
1: What? What? Okay, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm confused. What was? What was your, what did you just say that I never said before when I was ranting about how episode seven was bad? but you still kind of liked it. Yo, I said that I wanted it to be better and I think it's a bad movie. But yeah, as a Star Wars film, because I saw it two more times. I've been saying that this whole time. Like, I love, oh yeah, Poe Dameron's cool black and orange X-Wing. But that was never my argument. My argument was that... Okay. My only argument is that I wanted it to be more sophisticated than it was. I thought it was bad. And Rogue One was the sophistication that I was looking for. Do you
0: think it'll get to the point eventually when enough of these movies come out that people can kind of separate themselves from all of this and be like, yeah, that was a good one, that was a bad one. And James like, Bond, you brought it up yourself. Well, I saying.
3: own all of them just because I'm a completionist, right. but <laughs> there are ones that... Are zero redeeming factors but do, from, do you from open to close. They are loathsome, loathsome movies. Do you
0: think Star Wars will, fans will be able to get to that point? There's like twenty
3: four. Yeah, of them. oh yeah, they are right now. I'm one of them. I can easily say that like I love certain Star Wars movies and I hate other ones. Right. And it doesn't have to be a blanket statement of like, well, because these two or three are terrible, all of Star Wars is garbage. Right, now. right but
0: we still all get wildly offended. When when it's bad or when it's good or whatever, well, Whereas you want like,
3: you want something that you like to be good and successful. No one wants anything to fail, right. right? Like you never want to be disappointed in the but theater. Unless you can Unless have you're a the Empire. You can have a different certain things. Versa. Like yeah, like I felt almost kind of indifferent to Rogue One. Like oh, okay. I only saw it once in theaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. You've been um, very carefully avoiding dipping your toes into this one, as yeah. I knew that you would. But yeah, I, am, I didn't. I, I didn't, didn't genuinely, hate
1: it. I am genuinely curious. I didn't hate
3: it by any means. Uh but it just wasn't the movie that I was looking for where it was the exact movie you were looking for. It just didn't have the, but like, I like a lot more of like the magic and mysticism and sort of like, yeah, like the fun spacey adventure. So when this one was like, Oh, it's going to be a stripped down gray war drama. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, well that's, that's cool. Like I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that, but that's just not my bag, you know? But what about the, uh, the blind guy? Wasn't enough for you. (laughs) Just a little dose because <laughs> there was a blanket. No, there were there were definitely redeeming elements. The uh, I think Nibbett said like the opening shot, like it, it's a will film movie, like it looks beautiful, oh, it's gorgeous, beautiful yeah. vistas yeah. everywhere, yeah. all over the place. Like the design of the robot's great, uh, like That's every so time good. he speaks, uh, like yeah. again, I watched Alan it again it. today, mm-hmm. and like my wife is like paying half attention, but as soon as like he would say something, we would both like stop. And like, listen because he just has a couple of lines where you're like, oh, yeah, well, this, this is the line, here. it's coming up. And he's great. Um, as I said, like, Jin is awful. Um, what's his face? Uh, Forrest Whitaker, who I love, just pulled a real Dommel Gleason <laughs> and just turned in a performance that is teeth grittingly well, terrible.
0: I would say that maybe that's, and I don't know, obviously, but I feel like that's probably a uh, product of the reshoots. I feel like he was more a part of the, uh, the universe. Before they reshot the film, Mm -hmm. there's actually a video that you can watch online of somebody who compiled all the shots from all the promotional footage. Um, that didn't make it into the movie and there's just mm-hmm. some, some stuff that you're like, oh.
3: I definitely think that that is also the case with the the two guy, the blind guy and his, like, bodyguard. Yeah, uh, I definitely saw that going in a different direction, especially with, sort of, like, the force and, yeah. like, when the guy is, sort of, um, like, desensitized now and he's, sort of, like, jaded. Yeah. And then they... And then, you know, the blind... Donnie Ann dies and then you're like, oh, shit. Like, a is gonna drop out of his gun and, like... <laughs> Here we go, and then he just kind <laughs> that of like would have been cool, and then he just kind of takes a couple more steps, and then but, gets shot himself. And yeah, you're kind of, and you're
0: just sort of like, Yeah, I was really disappointed in and that. You're sort That's of like for sure. th-
3: this seemed like something that was going a different direction. in Earlier mm-hmm. views, in fact, I thought he was
0: gonna fuck shit up.
3: After in fact, that. there was he killed those hardcore guys. He shot that guy like fucking point blank. Well, in the he'd been head shooting people all movie though. Yeah, um, but like the um, there was like a Comic Con or something early on um, that had the full cast. Mm -hmm. Uh, before the movie had come out and they were talking about their characters and I guess that actor, his English isn't that strong so he was kind of like explaining like, oh, tell us like about your character and stuff and he's just sort of started explaining what his character does in the movie Yeah, Um, and he says something like, you know, like, and then uh, Disney assassinated him? Yeah, yeah. so, so he he's sort of starts talking about how, like, well, you know, he he's, he doesn't really believe in, like, the Force, and then when, like, Donnie's character dies, like, then he, like, takes up something, and then you see him, and you're just... And then uh um, Bran of Tarth, uh she was moderating. Phasma. And she was just like, I'm gonna stop you right there, and we're gonna... And so it became, like, big fan speculation. Like, yeah. oh, he's gonna be, like, a Jedi so, under all this. And then it just mm-hmm. sort of wasn't. Here's... I mean, I'm going to, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm curious
1: about, like you were saying that, I guess it was just maybe because it was a Star Wars movie. And, or, I mean, you already explained your reasons for kind of like why you were like dragged to go see this movie of Rogue One in theaters. But like in A New Hope when they are like, oh yeah, a lot of people died to secure these plans. And when it was first, like if you're a fan and you're at all plugged in on the internet, like we knew that this movie was going to be about essentially a suicide mission. Maybe that they would because it's Star Wars and because the other movies are a little bit, you know, they're not quite as like dark and gritty that maybe like one or two people would somehow escape or something like that. But like, that was one of the things I thought was fucking so amazing about this movie was that it was like when they were in that situation, it was like, there is no way they're like, please come up with some sort of absurd plot hole to show how these people get out. And they didn't. And even the way that some of them died was like, you know, like Bodie Rook. It was heroic because he, you know, he fucking achieved his purpose on the planet. But like there was no flat, like it was just like, oh, there's a grenade in the ship and now he's dead. And when I was watching it, I was just like, fuck, this is like way like a war movie. Like this is like I felt way more for those characters right. than like cuz there's than,
0: no huge circumstances surrounding yeah, it their was death. Like, It was just...
1: like it was like way more I don't want to say relatable cuz obviously I don't exist in that <laughs> galaxy, but it was just like when I was watching it happen I was like there's like more like gravitas to these characters <laughs> dying on this planet like just desperately trying to fucking hold on long enough for this this shit to happen Yeah, than in almost like any of the other, you know, like I I would argue that like Obi-Wan uh on the Death Star, especially as a kid when that was going on, I was like, "Oh fuck, Obi-Wan, get out of there. Don't do it, man. Don't do it, don't do it." And then like, you know, I was like, "Oh, that was wicked." But like so many people just get shot or explode in their shit. Like this was just like, "Fuck, man." Like it was I don't know. I guess I guess I just disagree that there wasn't as much character. I felt like there was more character and that because they were trying to tell a story just like in a single movie that I mean, let's be honest, It's just a prequel, like the, you know, like it is, it is connected to the series, even though it's a standalone film. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just thought it was great. Like, I feel like it's, I, I feel like if you analyze it based on the same merits that you would analyze the other Star Wars films or even other films, it's like, it's good. Like, I, I just feel like a lot of the, the arguments over flatness or character are just like, okay, yeah, I'll give you that maybe some of the cast. Which is, as you said, large, are not the best. But, like, I would still argue that those characters that are not the best are much stronger than most of the other characters in the whole, like, as a whole, in the whole thing. Like, there's so many characters that don't necessarily need to be involved. Again, with the exception of maybe A New Hope.
0: So, I'm going to have to execute order 44 on this entire conversation here and just ask uh, on a scale from one to eight how did you feel about this film?
1: Oh well, I think my knee jerk reaction is to give it, to go the full full nine yards nine eight yards? yards ten yards what's that saying it's not uh ten yards whatever fucking i would and I would give it nine an nine? eight, but they i feel like it's the ten. movie with i would, yeah. I would probably Willis, yeah i guess you know, it is the whole
0: nine yards so
2: and then they made the whole ten yards which shows yes yeah. This, yeah. I'd say probably
1: like a seven. Because there, there's still there's still like small things that I was like... Again, very small things. was like, oh, you know, I would have liked it if, if this thing went this way. But mm-hmm. like overall, I just like... I enjoyed it so much. Like I felt so fulfilled. Uh, and I think, again, like I'll totally give it to you, Bennett. Like it was because it fulfilled my what I wanted. Like, you know what I mean? But like I was so happy <laughs> when I came into the theater. I don't even... Was it? Did I see it with you, Koji? Yeah, and I was just like, fucking, like, just like grinning. I was just yeah. Like, fucking, yeah, fuck yeah. And I just remember you so saying, sick. "This may be my favorite Star Wars movie." I did say that. I did say that. They coming have it's out of It it's recorded on a previous <laughs> yeah. episode where Andrew goes on like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm saying it. I think this is my favorite." And Koji was just like, "Whoa." Yeah, <laughs> but it has all those same qual like yeah, Empire yeah. everybody loves Empire Empire is just about them losing you know Yeah, and that that was like different and like it made I this like this movie that. is just like the same thing it's about them losing with this glimmer of hope like it was like the same mm-hmm. the same vibe like I just thought I thought it was great
0: alright out of 8
1: 1
4: to 8 I'm gonna give it a hard 6 Four.
0: so better better 80%? than episode 7 <gasps> that's, yeah. 80, oh,
4: that's yeah. 80% <laughs> yeah I've, Coach, I've I mean Kiva Kiva I think that's I've always thought that and by always I mean since I saw episode 7 yesterday (laughs) Uh, yeah I think it is a better movie than episode 7 Okay. I don't think it's one of the best Star Wars films so if if there are 8 films hard 6
3: it's really tough because it is a better movie but I liked Force Awakens more like I admit, Force Ooh, Force Awakens. I admit that there are Ooh, what stronger, number? there's stronger story, there's stronger motivation, although it's not perfect motivation. Yeah. But I did like if I had to be trapped on an island with one of the two, I would rather Force Awakens. I'm giving it a five. Interesting. Trapped on an island with a movie or? yeah and a player and no tv <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> knowing that it's time nice now
0: <laughs> so he's essentially locked in your apartment yeah because what he's trying to say
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh fives cross board that's two fives then it's later five and five no five for force awakens yeah. Ooh, okay
0: ekes it out with a point mm-hmm. five
2: <laughs> subtle differential um it like when I first watched it in theaters, I was terribly bored, and like I, ha- like I don't get up and leave a theater during the middle of a movie. But this one, I'm like, ah, I kind of have to pee and stretch my legs, and like spent like an extra go minute do my taxes. Yeah, <laughs> go do my taxes. Like help someone across the, the road, something lay some asphalt. Like it air hockey, air hockey in the lobby. Of the- and it- it's just like. I was terribly bored then, but having to rewatch all these things, it fe- it's a little more enjoyable than Force Awakens. And like, there's there's a lot more production stuff to be appreciated. Like, I like the visual development, but it's like it's still these still are movies based on plot, and you know they're playing that unfair. Game where they're like, no, 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 these are standalone movies. You need to judge it for itself, but we're still going to use all the lore and connection and we're going to bring in characters that you need to... Like the Darth Vader moment is a perfect thing for that where it's like, you don't need to know about this guy, but we're still going to
3: use this guy. That was so. the jankiest scene in the movie where yeah. they go to Darth Vader's castle and he, and his, he just looked cheap. Yeah. Like He's... it looked like a bad cosplay where I was like, Oh, his head's too big. And yeah, like I get it. <laughs> it's because they're doing the whole, he was cheaply made in a new hope. And they want to like tie the visuals to like the red lenses and stuff. But like I fans aren't going to nitpick that. Like just make them look cool. Yeah, Don't make them look janky. Like, especially on like IMAX I think Vince uh, in yeah, like I 8k anything. in front of my eyes. Like you could see like his costume looked bad and yeah. like all his lines were needless in the movie. It was there because fans want to see Darth Vader, and like they realized that if you, I think it was like an editor's decision at the very last minute, like a couple months before the movie came out, to have that Darth Vader end scene, Mm -hmm. and so that I think they needed like another scene to just be like, who is this guy? Like for people just seeing that one as the first one, they'd be like, who is this guy at the end of that quarter? Why does he have a glowing sword? I don't think
4: anyone doesn't doesn't know who Darth Vader is. That's the that's the other thing too is that. Like it's impossible to exist in Western society and not know these cultural touch points from the movies, whether or not you've seen them. That's true. So, um,
1: yeah. what is your favorite Star Wars movie, Nimit? Do you like Do you like Star Wars? Yeah. What's your favorite Star Wars movie?
2: Uh, oh, also, my, my thing is three point five, so it's just. Whoa! Like um, but Whoa. it's like uh, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I think like, a three um, by Let's... New Hope and Empire, I, I, I like to view those together. Mm. So it's like that. Those are two the most enjoyable ones for me. Empire is definitely more enjoyable. Like it's fun to watch and like there's a lot of good character stuff that's happening. And like it really benefits from the thing that came before it and like what comes after. You can really tell it's different. And yeah. Also, these movies in 3D, I had to see Rogue One in 3D because we're like, oh, we want to get reserved reserve seat, but you have to see it in 3D. It was dog shit. Like, It looks so bad in 3D. It, duh. We saw
0: I didn't it think 3D. Rogue One looked bad in 3D, but I did think that Episode 7 looked bad in 3D. Yeah. Um, anyway, I give Rogue One a solid 7 out of 8 because it is my second favorite Star Wars film. After Phantom Menace. Uh, yeah, after Fantasy Madness*, that's correct. Not the no, wars. after *After uh, Empire*, but I think it's interesting. I mean, I'm not gonna like get into this whole thing again. But I think it's interesting that you say that you view *A, a New Hope* and *An Empire* as like one thing, but then, but then you're looking at Episode Seven and being like, "Well, fuck that!" It like, well, if it no, can't it, stand on its own, fuck it.
2: But it's like a different saga as they pitch it. Like, I'm just trying to base this based on the rules they're giving me. It's like, these things are all different sagas they're making. These are all anthology movies think, they're making. Mm. And it's like, you can't,
1: like, where they're... Like, a New Hope is the only one that is a contained movie, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Like, the only one out of all of them. None, none of the other ones do not rely on another film in the series. But that somewhere. makes
0: sense, though, right? Because it was the very first one... They weren't even sure if they were going to be able to make another one, so of course they want to be have it be a contained thing. And that's
3: remember when people had to see Star Wars in order to see the other side of Midnight? That was when it was released. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, Twentieth Century Fox was like, "Well, you have to see like this stupid space movie if you want to go see this like drama." And then Star Wars became Star Wars, (laughs) which is crazy. So yeah, it's none of this like Power Rangers we've got like six more movies planned before the movie premieres yeah kind of thing which mm-hmm. is the worst it's yeah that's so crazy. that's
2: so <laughs> tedious cuz it's like you know it doesn't matter if this movie it takes is good the or not they have away. A, yeah they've got these slated to like 2085 so who cares
0: yeah
1: i mean, well, I, I, mean I don't think that's I, I
0: that might be true but it's only because some fucking guys who hated the movie are going to see it 6 times, times in theaters so look i you think you know i'm just saying
1: i i think that um I don't necessarily think that because... I mean, I do agree that it's ridiculous that before Power Rangers even came out that they had planned as many as they have planned. But I think uh, with Star Wars... I still like, kind
0: of want to see that, though.
1: I think <laughs> I, I think be real. They, I think, like, Rogue One kind of, I think, renewed a bit of my faith that they are open to the idea of doing things that are not Force Awakensy, like, in the future. Like, I'm now excited again about Young Han, the Young Han Solo movie... Mostly because of who they've cast, and just because Force Awakens... Or, I mean, Rogue One wasn't my fear that it was just going to be, like, Force Awakens, but, like, slightly different, you know, back in, like, the era, the generation before. Mm -hmm. So, I'm kind of... I'm, like, cautiously optimistic that, like, here and there, there will be what, like, films that are a bit of a departure and have a bit more sophistication. Like, one thing, like... So... Um, Not Gareth Edwards. uh, Ryan Johnson, right, is doing eight. And when that was announced... Is that the dude who did Brick? Yeah. Yeah. And Looper. And Looper. I was like...
0: And Looper. I'm
1: like, this is going to be... Like, it's all well and good to pick these directors that maybe things they've worked on have a bit more of a signature or they do... But, like, if they just homogenize it all to Mm -hmm. be like it must be like Force Awakens or it has to be... Then, like, there's not really any point in doing that maybe it'll be
0: a the, sweet time travel paradox the, movie with not a lot of time travel or paradoxes. The
1: flip one the flip, can only hope the, well, flip you're it. in
3: luck because episode nine is directed by Colin Trevorrow. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, for the
1: listener, just in case you haven't picked this up in any of our past episodes, Colin, Trev- what, hey guys, what did, what did Colin Tre- Trevorrow direct? Jurassic world. Your favorite, my favorite. It's not my favorite. It should be you said. I just, you like, said it the other day that you preferred this just it. This person loves Jurassic I hate that. World. Don't you He's dare. He's currently wearing a Jurassic Don't World t shirt and dare. underneath that. Uh, but yeah, so I think. I, I think mean, I said I'm the other day, the day that
0: future. if only kaiju fighting robots would fight the dinosaurs, that would just make it that much better.
1: How do you feel about John Boyega in. It could not be more perfect after everything that Pacific I said about him, too. Oh, fuck. That was just gold when Anyways, they announced that. Oh man,
0: I think it's time. Uh, almost two hours into this whole thing. Jesus. Yeah. For our recommendations, can we do
1: Star Wars related recommendations? Like things that it doesn't even have to be canon. Just like recommend something that's not one of the eight movies. That's uh, we won't Star hold Wars. you to that. To that. To yeah, the, that's fine. You can recommend whatever you want. Although it would be funny to try to get you to recommend something that you knew vaguely was Star Wars related. Jesus. That would be hilarious. Okay.
0: Can I go first? Yeah. I recommend Knights of the Old Republic, the Star Wars computer slash, I believe, original Xbox game. Correct. Uh, Incredible. Incredible. If you like Bioware at all, which most people who play video games probably would, (laughs) uh, you should play any of the Knights of the Old Republic games because it's just the fucking the most fun ever. So that is my Star Wars
1: related recommendation. Cool man. What you got for us? Um uh, Nim Nim. Nims. I think Star Me? Wars
2: related. I haven't read them so I can't speak to what the story is, but the Marvel Marvel's putting out those new Star Wars books and like everything. And I think the run that Stuart Eminem had on it looked great. So, yeah, it does look that. great. You right.
3: I got nothing. I've no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm really really bad at the expansion. He's going to recommend
0: his his, his sweet painting. Oh, that you he know did. what's
3: good? Uh, <laughs> yeah. The old radio dramas from the original trilogy: A New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back. What? They Whoa, did deep cut. They did right. old radio dramas at the time. I'm with, not good at explaining. With some like of the cast, radio drama. With some of the cast, but it's really neat because, like in the Empire one, they have Mark Hamill doing Luke Skywalker's voice, uh, like C3PO. They've got uh, these voices, and there's kind of like. It, they're like extended versions of the movie. So, so there's like scenes. Like, there's a long scene on Hoth after um, Han Solo finds Luke Skywalker, like, dying in the snow, where he's like, they're like by a fire and he's like talking to him about like this shit that they just stepped in and like basically what they have to do like there's expanded scenes that sort of like explain people's motivations a bit more and it's like actually pretty interesting you're like whoa and it's neat hearing like mark hamill as luke skywalker kind of like having a whole scene that's edited out of huge uh, huge recco so kind of kind of (laughs)
0: like the holiday special
3: it's just like that oh also Rogue One (laughs) in Rogue One when there's like they're in like a bar or something like that and you see like a a little hologram of a dancer like a Twilight dancer (laughs) do you think that's a huge shout out to the holiday special? I hope
1: one can only hope I I liked when in Rogue One when they bumped into uh, the guy who gets his arm cut off and the bartender why it's just funny. Like they were leaving. They were leaving. <laughs> leaving Jeddah to go to Tatooine. Like to me, when people like that, that's harmless. Like that's not that. That wasn't like them shoehorning something in. It was just a fucking single that's shot. Like. Dictionary
3: definition of shoehorning something in <laughs> is one shot. It but had it, no
1: bearing on the story. Yeah, it's, it's just fun. like a nod. Yeah. where like are having the milk at the beginning. Like it's the same thing. Oh, you don't have to show that, but like those are things that don't affect the plot at all. They're not like
3: holes. It's just like a fun little, eh? You know, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I got um, I just thought about it when you were talking about how uh, they talk about how like the premise of the movie being many people died or whatever, which is actually Return of the Jedi. They say that many Bothans died in the (laughs) first one. They're just they just say like brought to us by rebel spies or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But they say like with the Death Star plans provided by Princess Leia. It's a dick move for her to accept responsibility (laughs) for that, right? (laughs) Like, really? Maybe maybe she did all the heavy lifting on that. Somehow she didn't
1: know anything else that was going on. She was just on a ship, and they're like, yo, we got to get these somewhere. Hey, this is important. (laughs) Do you want
3: to throw that in a robot real quick? (laughs) Uh, I'm on it. And she's in the room, just totally accepts all responsibility. For that is, is there going to be an trick? R2-D2 backstory where we understand
0: why he is the greatest droid of all time compared to every other droid? Is that going to happen at some point?
1: It's just luck, just fucking luck of the force at this point that he hasn't been fucking vaporized, I yeah. think. But he's also just amazing. Like, he helps everyone all the time. More than He is
0: the most helpful character in the entire Star Wars universe they're going to
4: reveal yeah. that R2D2 is actually where midichlorians come from. He's oh, like yeah. the original like <laughs> he, force father. He is <laughs> a
1: midichlorian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um what's your recommendation? It could be anything.
4: Uh well the two that spring to mind are the original Flash Gordon film. I saw that like when most people were watching Star Wars Did you game. say Flash Gordon? Well, I saw that one too, a little older, but yeah, because uh, mm. yeah, it's fun. And it's like, it's <laughs> where Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon was fun. Yeah, Flash. Um, Flash. It's hey. Flash. It's coming from like the same, the history of where the first Star Wars movie came from, which is cool, that like pulpy science fiction. So it's, it's mm-hmm. really interesting to compare the two movies because flash gordon was so cheesy yeah. and you can understand why that stuff was seen as like shitty lesser genre film and then when you see star wars you're like oh fuck like change the game yeah. this um, can be so.
1: crazy despite so.
0: luke skywalker
4: yeah and for something um sort of on the other side of that is thx 1138 mm-hmm. yeah. it is was a very cool and weird ass film um, by George Lucas. So, those would those be were my When's he going to go good. back
0: and edit that one and then re-release it? Special the, edition? With CGI. And THX special extra. edition. Edit out all the weapons and
3: blood. And <laughs> <laughs> Replace all the guns yeah. with flashlights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, how'd you feel about that uh, John Williams score missing from Rogue One? Oh, that a that Huge hurt. mistake. That hurt that yeah. film. I mean, I get it. Like he's quite old and probably very expensive like he can't be doing a score every year for these movies for the rest (coughs) of time but boy that it's a very forgettable score in that movie for like a lot of the time when you're like ooh, this would be a real good music here would be great
1: yeah that's a i can't argue with that but i also actually feel like i didn't force awakens wasn't really i it wasn't memorable to me i don't remember like the the most memorable song for me i mean there's like the fanfare. the only
3: original song from the movie. The Imperial theme. theme. Yeah. yeah. Everything else the is Imperial- just recycled.
1: Imperial March. But my favorite is The Asteroid Belt. And that will forever just dominate
3: any other Star Wars film. Music. Is that the one that's, that's also the train level in uh, Shadows of the Empire? That- no, it's no,
1: no. It's the one where. It's the one where um, the Millennium Falcon, before they land in the asteroid with the worm, when it's like. It starts off kind of like just like strings, like fluttering strings, and then it's like. <laughs> you know that one? Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, my recommendation is going to be really, really old PC games TIE Fighter. Ooh, and X Wing. You X-Wing? ever play that? Wow. TIE Fighter and X Wing which were awesome because they were, like, flight sims. But, like, a, basically, this was back in the days when... People used to play Chuck Yeager's Air Combat in Microsoft Flight Simulator? Chuck Yeager's fucking Air Combat? Nobody has ever brought that up, and I used to fucking play that shit (laughs) constantly. Constantly. So old good. PC gaming like like so like it like, came with your computer like it yeah. didn't it, like come packaged with like a window I don't even remember how fucking I had it fucking Chuck <laughs> Yeager holy shit Koja you just like fucking that's crazy. anyway game. yeah back then you could get these packages where it'd be like uh, five games in one and I remember getting one that was Star Wars Rebel Assault Star Wars Rebel Assault 2 which were like those FMV games where like you had like a targeting reticle and it was just like video that would repeat but like you had to hit certain marks to like kill stormtroopers or whatever um and X-wing and Tie Fighter, also Star Wars: Dark Forces, which was the first Jedi Knight game, mm. and I played all of those games. How about
0: Shadows of the Empire? That was a good one too.
1: Shadows of the en- There's a lot of good Star Wars yeah. games, but I'm just Pod saying spe- mm. specifically those <laughs> games were a lot of fun for me because it was like a again I think even even though I was very young when I was playing those that like that took it to that level of <laughs> you know like it wasn't just like focused on the main story. It was like oh, you're a Tie Fighter pilot. And there's like all these, con- this is what it's like to fly TIE Fighter. And it was like...
0: I think we can all agree, fuck the Super Nintendo Star Wars games for being Super Star Wars so hard. They're just so hard. Why? Well, I know yeah. why, but <laughs> Episode One yeah. Racer was pretty fuck good. Fuck you anyway.
3: Episode One Racer was really fun to play. That was great.
0: I have a bonus non-Star Wars recommendation. Mm-hmm. And it is that everyone who listens to podcasts listen to a podcast called The Crystal Ballroom. Uh, coming out soon. Whose host is with us right now. Yeah, that's me. What does the future have in store for the Crystal Ballroom? Whoa. Well,
4: I don't have my cards with me, so I don't know. God.
0: If only Is there an app for that? Oh, if only we could ask you what the future has in store for Star Wars. Oh.
1: Fucking what a Woody Qu- Harrelson well, is the answer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we'll do a special mashup episode.
1: Yeah, there we go. Uh cool. Yeah.
2: What's the premise of your podcast?
4: Yeah, so Crystal Ballroom mm-hmm. is a podcast where we uh, interview Toronto bands, and I chat with them while concurrently reading their tarot cards. Cool. Um, it's pretty cool, like we just sort of shoot the shit and it's just a good, fun, casual time <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm into it
0: and it's uh, been fun so far. people can learn what their future has in store mm-hmm. all right, well, I think that at the one hour and fifty minute mark is the entirety of what we have to say about Star Wars. Just one last question bef- before we wrap up here. Has anyone's opinion been swayed on either movie? Or at least... E- e- has the needle moved even a little after this conversation? I also think that it's very interesting that we all agreed... As much as our opinions were varied on episode seven, that we all were like, yeah, it's like a, it's about a five or a six uh, out of ten. And then so vastly different for... Rogue One. Yeah, yeah but, it
1: was pretty interesting.
0: Uh, anyhow, has anyone's... Has the needle moved at all about either of these movies for anybody? I mean,
1: no. Not not really for me. Like, not I, surprised? I, I, I don't think we went into it, which is probably for the best, but I do feel like I could talk more about the original six in light of Seven and Rogue One now. Like, Yeah, not, you how, know, like, how not,
0: Episode One is better than Two and Three. <laughs>
1: Well, I really want to talk to you about that yeah. after this. But because uh, I know if I don't know if I agree with that, but I definitely do feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities. The only one to really take place on other planets and not just various
0: starships of sorts mm. in which I could just see people talking to each other. Like great. What a sweet Star Wars movie. <laughs> Here, let's go into this boardroom and then look at this person's basically hotel room into another boardroom <laughs> and then the bridge of another ship. Okay, sweet. Anyway.
4: I don't think my overall opinion has changed, but I think maybe little aspects of looking at the movies has changed a little bit.
0: Sure. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fair. I mean, your opinion is is very newly formed anyway. I'd be surprised if it was like cemented at this point.
1: Yeah, Fluid, a fluid of you know, Star Wars at this point. Well, She's she Star, Star Wars like, fluid. Like wet cement. <laughs> Star Wars. Gross, Koji. Wait, um. <laughs> the, way oh, the bed oh, yeah. is <laughs> Just um, so done with it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: no, I don't think it's changed. I mean, it was interesting to hear because I'd never... It's been out... When Force Awakens was 2015? 2015, 2015, yeah. And I'd never talked about it with you oh, or yeah. Andrew Patterson before.
1: I think we talked about it a little bit in Hong Kong.
3: I was, we'd also been drinking at like 8am until That's we went very, to bed. So. Very true. I do not remember <laughs> a, a lot, lot of being on that Hong trip. <laughs> um, fair enough. But so it was really interesting to hear what you guys thought and how like polarized your views were and stuff. Um, like I remember at one point I was out with you and you said something like, I hated force awakens or something. And I was like, really? <laughs> I did not see that coming, and then that was it. And then I never asked any follow-up questions. Um, So it was interesting to hear yours. And from your perspective, having seen them in uh, Order of Creation first, uh, hearing what your thoughts were on the movies was interesting. But no, I mean, like, when I was a kid, I really liked Return of the Jedi, because the Ewok Battle was awesome. And I really like the Hoth battle and stuff But then when you grow And then like you know the, Oh the lightsaber battle And A New Hope is like boring And then you like mature a little bit And then you're like Oh that's the best one Because the stakes are so high mm-hmm. Um, You know same sort of goes With the prequel movies Like when you see them in theaters You're like Ah yeah Like as you said We were probably How old 13 1998
1: yeah sorry, what? sorry I food in my mouth <laughs> yeah you're probably like yeah, four, th- 14 13. yeah 15
3: and so like you're a kid like I had like pod racer toys I'm oh, sure yeah. and, I like had I had, had like little action figures and stuff I had a little Darth <laughs> Maul action figure and stuff so like you know I liked it and then you were mature, and you sort of like I, I don't think any thirteen-year-old sees like a space movie and they're just like that was dog shit. Those characters didn't have motivation, which is <laughs> like, <laughs> which you is know, why like, you could do that. For you the loved yeah. Secret of the Ooze so much, and then you watch it now and you're like, ooh, not so much. Is that so, the one
0: with Vanilla Ice? Yeah, because I still yeah. fucking love it. So
3: like the prequel movies are easy to look back at and go like, oh, they're not good at all. But like you know, you, there's elements of you like you like as a kid, and as they come out, like as. Like two, one, two, and three came out, you're older and older and older. So by episode three, you're just like, even though, even though the lava river battle was like really to
1: me, even when I saw it as like jumping the shark a bit, I liked that. I think because I'd been at, especially at that time in school, I was so desensitized to like epic battles that I felt like Star Wars hadn't really, obviously, it had epic battles, like you're saying, but Mm -hmm. like there wasn't like, you know there wasn't like a Dragon Ball Z scale Jedi battle and like Phantom Menace with fucking Darth Maul. I loved that. It was like the first time seeing him use like force, p like, yeah. you, you know, like Darth Vader like threw that stuff out the window, but like he was like kicking them and jumping. And then in the third one, when Obi-Wan fights Anakin, I was just like, fucking, this is crazy. Like, what is that? And then like, oh, and when Obi-Wan's just like, don't do it. And then he doesn't, he just fucking ruins him. I was like. That was sweet. When we, I was in theaters, yeah. I was like, oh, man. But
0: but what's your feeling on sand, though? Like, excuse me? <laughs> it's coarse, Don't and worry. it gets <laughs> everywhere. <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, A- Anakin, he hates sand most of all. And that's right. why I killed all
2: those children. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sorry, anyway. go ahead, Nimit. Oh, no. I too I hate sand. Um, yeah, I'm about where I was at. Uh, I always like, I always like having these conversations with Andrew because you like, especially when we're like coming from opposing perspectives, just because I want to, I want to make sure that like my opinions aren't just being formed without considering it. And you do the best job of like selling someone on a thing.
1: Good sounding board for you to like check your, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. No, your opinions are valid. Uh, They've always been valid. (laughs) Everybody at this table. I'm not like you know. Mhm. No, this is, this is good fun.
0: I think that uh <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> My view of episode 7 diminishes the more I analyze it because it's one of those movies that I don't know. I just like want to watch it and be like, "Yeah, that's fun."
3: It's like um the third ba- uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And you like see it in theaters and you're so pumped up because of the hype. Yeah. And then kind of like time passes and you're like, I don't know if it's as good. And then you watch it like at home and you're like, oh, there are massive problems with this yeah. movie. Well, and now it's kind of like hard to watch. It, it, it's only it's good for the bane. The, the, yeah, the, the part on the ship with Han
1: Solo, like when I was watching it today. I mean, already again, trying to go into it being like, Okay, let's see this again with like it's been many months since yeah. the last time I watched this movie. And like when they go up in the space in the Millennium Falcon I just know it was coming I was just like no
0: see but here's
1: the thing and
3: then those fucking the CG so uh, they look like those what were those balls called those monsters that's balls? the worst part of the movie uh, both movies have a weird tentacle part yeah. that yeah. makes no sense and it has no purpose being in the movie I, I agree just with a that weird tentacle fetish
0: the, so the thing for me was that like Do as a it? kid <laughs> <laughs> what's that? <laughs> something happened with tentacles? <laughs> yeah Oh yeah. Oh well, I am half Japanese, so you know. But um the thing for me as a kid is just like I watched so much of the original trilogy way way before it was even announced that episode 1 was coming out. Like me and my friends would routinely I would sleep over. I remember this very clearly. Sleep over at buddy's house watch all of the original tr- trilogy Friday night, wake up on Saturday, watch all three of the movies again, and then watch all three of them again on Sunday. Like, that was just a what thing. What would
2: you do with the rest, like, the...
0: I don't know. Burn snacks? Burn G.I. Joe's in the sun or something. Like, who the <laughs> and fuck goes? go to bed
2: because it took you... RC cars? Yeah. 12 hours? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... Extreme barbecue it, Doritos. It was
0: so crazy, right?
2: A- and so, like, I was just like...
0: It was such a big deal for me. And then when this movie came... I didn't get this like as a kid. You know, you're all saying like you're a kid, fucking pod racers, whatever. I hated it. I was just like, this is dumb. This is not Star Wars in my mind. I didn't even see uh, episode three in theaters. After episode one and two, I was like, fuck this. I'm out. You've 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 ruined me. So the reason why I liked episode seven so much is because when I saw it, I was finally like, oh. You know, it's like taking a warm bath or something. Mm -hmm. Might have been a a bath of pee, (laughs) but I wasn't thinking about that at the time. I was just like, ah, this is warm and comfortable. But
1: now, now that you're saying that you were rewatching all of them and your opinion has changed on those one, two, well, at least one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In what what way, though? Well, because... We can actually, we don't even need to talk about it on on air. Because, you know, like you said, two hour mark. We'll leave the audience hanging and we'll just talk about it secretly and (laughs) we'll tell them what you said.
0: All right, that's fine. Well, until (laughs) next time, guys, keep loving it. Woo!